5: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
5: Yeah, baby! The whole
1: band is back together. I'm not wearing a damn article of clothing except for one single solitary sock. Can you guess where it's located? Jonas Knox, he's Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and every single week we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Where fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And guess
0: who it is? My man, Brady Quinn. I'm so happy to be back. It's. It's. I feel like it's been forever. What has been a couple weeks now? Yeah, you've been. Uh, you've been kind of. Uh... Kind of a
1: way attending to their business, I guess we can put it that way. Yeah, you know, calling yeah. uh, bowl games and NFL games, but you were able to carve out a couple hours for us,
0: and we really appreciate you making it here. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It wasn't like there was an <laughs> unbelievable finish, That's right, to the uh, to a wildcard game there between the Eagles and the Bears. I just, I, I'm not even sure. Like, I need a moment. Like the way that game finished, the way both quarterbacks played down the stretch, uh, both Foles and Trubisky, I, I just, is Nick Foles going to do this again?
1: Um, look, I, I don't, I, I don't think so. I think the run ends here. But what, it's a hell of a run. It is, and there's already a report out that uh, Philadelphia, once this is over, is going to. You know, hand the keys back over to Carson Wentz and that they're going to try and strike up some uh, trade interests when it comes to Nick Foles and see what they can get for him. But how can you deny that this guy plays really well in big-time moments? He's done it multiple years in a row, and he's put together good numbers outside of that. There's got to be a place for him in the league. There has to be.
0: There's no doubt there's a place for him. And uh, I think it's interesting that when we talk about Nick Foles – we, we only discuss him as that Super Bowl MVP last year. Like, we forget, he had a year when he threw 27 touchdown passes to two interceptions. Yeah. Like, no one wants to talk about that year. I don't know if it's because it was Chip Kelly back then yeah, right. or if it's an aberration, however people want to talk about it, but he's played some really, really good football. And, you know, then he goes to St. Louis, and people see the way he played there, and they look at him and say, oh, yes, yeah, he can't go somewhere else and be successful, but... I'm I'm telling you, man, over the course of his career, I, I think I'm becoming a little bit more convinced that he's not only a starter, but if they do beat New Orleans next week, right? Because that's who they're going to have to go play. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i saying maybe Foles shouldn't be the guy you want to trade. Uh uh, Look, it, 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 it just no, it's it's not about pumping the brakes. Let me just put this out. No, I'm not saying pump
1: the brakes. There's just some realities with Carson Wentz that need to be addressed. Go ahead. Injury history. Yes,
0: bingo. Injury history. Bingo. The fact that, you know, he had this phenomenal year last year. No one's going to take that away from him. Okay? But guess what? When Nick Foles got in there, he did pretty darn well too. So maybe it was more of the sum of the pieces around them than it was necessarily just who was who was, you know, at quarterback. Um, and this year, when Nick Foles started the season, everyone wants to point back and say, you know, look how he struggled. Well so did Carson Wentz. It's not like he let the world on fire. I'm just saying maybe at some point we need to start looking at Nick Foles a little bit more seriously when we're talking about, you know, his his accuracy, his ability, his athleticism, his ability to to actually be a starter in this league. They're not that far apart. Touchdown passes, the interceptions. Wentz has 70 in his career, 28 interceptions. Foles has 68 and 33. And and I know you're looking at the numbers saying, well, yeah, I mean, he's played longer. But look at the amount of attempts. I mean, it's not they're not that far off. I want to say Foles has maybe had almost maybe 100 more attempts, something like that. And it's a little bit different, too, when you're a guy that isn't necessarily looked at as the starter. He's always been looked at as kind of the stopgap. I mean, even his that year in 2013, where he had 10 starts, played in 13 games, he wasn't the guy to necessarily go into it. And, and so maybe he would be that guy from a statistical standpoint and success standpoint if someone did actually invest and buy into him being the guy. I don't know that St. Louis necessarily did back in 2015 once he went there. I think he's always kind of fallen into a situation where he's been able to go in and have some success and... We're kind of we're starting to see that now. I mean, this this team has played well uh, behind Nick Foles in some really really big moments, and at some point you have to take that in, into consideration.
1: Yeah, and um, look, Nick Foles. I, I, this is what I want to know. If you were to ask anonymously, players in that locker room, players on offense, hey, who, who do you uh, who would you rather play with? If you had to choose one, not saying either guy's a bad guy, not saying, but if you had to choose one, who would you rather play with? I'm I, I'm I'm telling you, man, it would be. 50-50, if not majority, going over to Nick Foles. And you want to know how, I can know how I know that? Did you see the energy in the team when Nick Foles was brought back as the starter? It doesn't mean that Carson Wentz is a bad teammate or a bad guy. You just can't deny that there's something about Nick Foles that that team rallies around. You got uh, Chris Long lighting candles uh, in his locker room uh, uh, when, when Nick Foles comes back. They weren't doing that for Carson Wentz. They weren't There, there was no – when Carson Wentz went down with the injury, there was no heads hung, hung low and they were bothered by it and all that. They just rallied around Nick Foles, and they had a lot of success and won a Super Bowl. I just think that it's a deeper conversation. Philadelphia can do the whole, no, nah, we're giving the keys right back to Carson Wentz no matter what. Okay, and then if Carson Wentz gets injured again, like he has multiple years in a row, then where are you at? I, I think it's a deeper discussion than what people in Philadelphia want to lead
0: on. I also think you have to ask yourself, is the offense, does it operate better with Nick Foles as opposed to Wentz? I mean, when I look at the skill set of Wentz, if we're just looking at these two on paper, I would say Wentz, without a doubt, has the decisive advantage. You know, he's bigger, he's more athletic, he probably has a stronger arm, but when I look at Nick Foles in this system, I I think he anticipates better. He gets the ball out of his hand, doesn't take a sack, doesn't hold on to the football and take unnecessary hits. He's not as athletic, but he moves around good enough. And it seems like he's got the right, I don't know, temperament and demeanor to be able to take over in these scenarios. So it kind of turns me to this like Greg Williams and Nick Foles kind of have something in common. Now, granted, Nick Foles has been able to succeed at a much higher level, but some may, you know, some may feel that what Greg Williams did this year with the Browns when he took over as head coach was as improbable as what Nick Foles did last year. Maybe not. Maybe it's close. I don't know. I mean, the Browns didn't win a game last year and all of a sudden you look at Greg Williams as their head coach and he made that team look like all of a sudden it was a you know, potentially playoff contending team. I mean, heck, if not for a missed field goal against New Orleans in the beginning of the year, that Baltimore-Cleveland game would have been for the division. So, are, are, is, it, is it more of a question of, are these guys just good as a stopgap? Are they just good in short amount of time, but in, in you know over the uh, the extent of an entire season you just can't trust them whether it's Greg Williams as a head coach or Nick Foles as a quarterback is that what you think the perception is of, of these guys
1: um i here okay now what are they invested contract wise all right let's just go contract wise what are they invested into Carson Wentz he's still on his rookie deal correct correct okay so if 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 he's still on his rookie deal and he's got what next year is his fourth year and then there's the opt-in clause Option. for the fifth yeah, the year, fifth year. See, because they've got some wiggle room, you know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't get rid of Nick Foles. That's what I wouldn't do. Like, I would hold on to him. If you can hold on to him, and I know they're talking about trade interest in Nick Foles, but when you, when you when the backup quarterback is this valuable and you've got something there, since he's on his rookie contract, Carson Wentz, can't you wait this out a little bit to figure out whether or not Nick Foles is somebody you want to keep around or whether or not Carson Wentz is somebody you want to invest long-term money in?
0: You know, I, do, you, do you have to get rid of either? I mean, if, if you feel like Wentz is your starter and and you feel like he gives you the best chance when he's healthy, okay. But then there's this element of, but you're going to need a backup with him. And I think most teams in the NFL are realizing that now more than ever, especially when you've got a team that has enough pieces to go on a run and potentially you know get to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, maybe this just changes the dynamic of how we start looking at NFL teams and how they build their roster and that more teams need to, you know, start looking at saying, you know what, we we feel really confident in our starter, but I'll tell you this much: if our backup has to go in, we have a lot of confidence in him, and we're we're paying him handsomely because we feel like he can get the job done in crunch time. And and maybe this, maybe that's more of the business model moving forward, uh, where you're starting to invest heavy dollars into your backup, not to be a placeholder, but to be an insurance policy, and and maybe that's is what is what is going to serve some of these teams. You know, like the LA Rams or like the New Orleans Saints, and maybe that's the reason why they go get Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who I thought showcased himself well uh, during his short span with the Jets, and that's one of the reasons why they went and got him. So maybe that's going to be more the model moving forward. Where we we keep talking about like trade value and what you know the Eagles need to recoup. Maybe they don't have to recoup that much. You know, maybe it's just we we stay with our status quo. We trust Howie Roseman to draft good players. And and make a trade here or there or make some signings in free agency that are going to help us be able to continually battle for the NFC East and battle for the NFC in a, in a Super Bowl.
1: Well, look, we shouldn't be surprised by the outcome. The Philadelphia Eagles beating the Chicago Bears 16 to 15 at Soldier Field in Chicago. Uh the game ended about 15 minutes ago. We shouldn't be surprised by it because you know what they call uh, Nick Foles, don't you?
0: Yeah. 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 Big Nick. Yeah. Big
1: Nick. Well, I mean, there's, you know, something in between uh that they would call him. What's you know? that? Well, like, just imagine this. Like, um, um, like, imagine if the the right leg is big, okay, and the left leg is Nick.
0: What's in between? Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. Big. I always remember. Uh, so, the short story. I uh, kind of take on a tangent. Okay, N- Notre Dame had a great fencing team. Like, they would always win the national championship. We'd have gold medal Olympi- Olympians all the time and I remember seeing some of them out sometimes you go to the bars, they always had one leg way bigger than the other because it's their push leg. because oh. they always push off one side.
6: Oh. So they'd have
0: one huge leg, and the other leg would be a lot skinnier, almost dwarf in size. Yeah. It had to be a little more agile, more nimble. Huh. But the back leg was all for power. Oh. So are we talking about that sort of situation with Nick Foles where he's just got one really big, thick, uh, veiny, uh, muscular leg?
1: No. I want a cow to come in the studio and yank my nipples. Okay,
0: hold on a second. Now I'm totally misquoted.
1: <laughs> I have no uh, idea uh, what hold, that even means. Now, now hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because what I was saying is, oh, so imagine if like the right leg is big and the, uh, big and the left leg is Nick. <laughs> Did you say big? Yeah. Is that, is that what you said there? Well, I just shaved earlier, so that's why it applies. Okay. Uh, so imagine if the right leg if the right leg is big and the left leg is Nick. What's in between? I was I was thinking belt buckle. I don't know where you're going with the uh, fencing tangent, but um, yeah. yeah, I
0: don't know. I just remember they, they always had one one big leg, one wow. thick. Definitely could call it girthy leg. Definitely.
1: Um, uh, next, on Jonas can't relate. Uh, all right, so uh, he is Brady <laughs> Quinn, and I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, you are going to hear. Total despair. If you would like to feel what it's like to have your heart ripped out and shown to you on a national stage, don't worry. We've got it for you next year on Fox Sports Radio.
2: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
3: is uncanny usa
0: he says somebody's in the house and i screamed
3: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc
5: podcasts if you dare there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming
8: From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
4: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
8: That guy over there is Brady
1: Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. So, um... Look, I'm not into describing horror movie scenes. It's not my thing. And by horror movie, by by the word horror movie, I mean like slasher movies. I don't want anybody coming at me thinking I'm like, you know what I mean. But I'm not into describing what horror movies probably sound like or having to to describe them to you here on the air. But I would just like to point out that if you are a fan of horror movies and you would like to know what it's like to hear a beating heart ripped out of the chest – of an entire fan base, don't worry about it. We've got that coming up for you coming up in just a couple of moments. So there's
0: that. I, uh, I wasn't sure how to react based on how that game went because I really thought the Bears were going to win. When people asked me like betting advice, that was the advice that I gave them. So I uh, kind of wanted them to win for that reason. But on the flip side, it is a great story to watch Like what Nick Foles could potentially be doing against second year in a row. Yeah. And, and uh, even the way the field goal missed was dramatic. You know. Uh, by the way,
1: uh, I, this needs to be pointed out, and I know somebody else saw this. If you did see this, uh, just give me like a thumbs up or something like that on on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, when they showed Carson Wentz, he had a zit the size of a pitching mound on the right side of his neck. I swear yeah. to God, it, it, some somebody if there was a bolt there, I think he was Frankenstein. It was can, disgusting.
0: Can we have a real conversation? Okay. Is that on the same level as, like, say something ha- you have something in, in your teeth yeah or, or like, a booger? Like, if, if you're boys with someone or if it's your girlfriend or anyone you love or care about, yeah. like, you probably let them know, right? Oh,
1: 100%. Yeah, 100%. Is, is a
0: zit or a, a yellowhead, whatever you want to call it, whitehead? Whitehead. I don't know why is, race matters, but, again, go ahead. Well, I mean, you're the one who brought up white and yellow. Okay. I just, you know.
1: Sorry, Bovo. um <laughs> is, I'm used to it. Is... <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it is that in the same category though like if it's on your face or well, neck does it does it matter where it's at
1: well here's the problem uh, carson wentz i didn't see a whitehead so that thing is still developing which means it's deep inside there so either it's going to take surgery, or you're going to have to take one of those grabbers. Uh, you know one of those grabbers that you like uh, reach to pick things up? It, you're going to have to use one of those, uh, maybe some vice grips, a wrench, uh, potentially a, uh, a rock hammer. If Andy Dufresne still got his rock hammer from Shawshank that he uses, you could use that. But somebody's got to do something about the zit on the side of Carson Wentz's neck that looked like another human being was trying to
0: crawl out of the side of his face. Why, why would you just avoid the question altogether? Like I think if you're if you're boys or your friends, you're like, "Hey bro, you need to go pop yes of're' or, or gonna do it,
1: yes, okay. of course, no, no, absolutely, um, the thing that grosses me out is when people pop each other's thing in public it's it's kind of gross, it's weird, I don't know, it just bothers me like when you see a a, a girlfriend uh you know popping a guy's white head on his back, it's just disgusting, it makes me sick. I saw it recently,
0: it was gross, I don't know how you're not, I mean I, I know they tell like. like one of the uh, dermatologists would tell you not to do that. I don't know anyone in their right mind who's just going to let like walk around in public and let that fester and sit there. Right. Like you got to pop that thing, e- right?
1: Exactly. And you know what? Here's the, and I I had dry skin, so I still put lotion on my face because uh, I grew up with dry skin, so I didn't get a lot of zits. But let me just tell you this: uh, growing up, I didn't have an acne issue. If a dermatologist told me, uh, whatever you do, don't pop that thing that's hanging off your face, I would say, <laughs> well, whatever you do. Uh, find a new profession because you're an idiot. I'm not going to hang clothes off this thing just because you think it's bad for my skin. That bad boy's getting popped, and you're lucky I don't take uh, uh, one of those uh, lighters to it uh, with some hairspray, some Aquanet hairspray, and burn it off like it's a fly on the wall.
0: <laughs> Here's the other thing. You know what I realized from a dermatologist, and I, I don't. I only think I've been to one because I had like an allergic reaction, and I was trying to figure out like what it was from. And I realized like. They just got in the profession because they like popping those things. Yeah, like they just want you to come to them yep. to pop it. Yep. they're a professional pimple popper.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, it's like people that say, uh, uh, "So what do you what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a bartender. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what do you like about it? Well, I really like uh, the service. And I re- no no no. You like having a drink every single night. Why don't you just say that? Okay, yeah. that's why you got into the. Industry. It's an excuse to take a shot or have a drink every single night. Bobo, cough into the mic when we're back on air. Just let me know so I have an understanding.
0: Okay, I got you. Cool. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, so, oh, okay, we're back. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. Would you like to hear... Um, the h- beating heart being ripped out of the chest of a fan base. Brady Quinn, would you like to hear that? Uh, yeah,
0: I've, I'm kind of in one of those moods tonight. Okay. It, was, it was it was a tough one with the uh, the two kiddos. So <laughs> I would love to hear someone else. <laughs> I would love to hear someone else. Uh, be and sound miserable. To uh,
1: it. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, take it away. Let's go live to Bears Radio for the final. I guess a final play of significance for a magical year in Chicago. This was Bears radio. Cody Parkey attempting the go-ahead field goal in a playoff game that ended just a short time ago.
9: Kicking toward the north end zone at Soldier Field. Three for three on the day. Ten seconds to go. Parkey lines it up. O'Donnell on one knee. Gives him a look, extends his right arm, scale sends it back, placement made, Kick by Parkey from 43, and it hit the upright, it is no good on the crossbar, and the Eagles are celebrating here at Soldier Field. I don't even know how to respond to that, you see the flight of the ball, it's a little (laughs) bit crooked, but you never imagine it could hit the upright again, and... It hits the upright squarely, hits the crossbar, and bounces back into the field to play, or back into the end zone. Wow. Deflating his 11th missed kick, inches away from a trip to the NFC Divisional Playoff. 16, 15, five seconds to go in the game, and the Eagles will take a knee.
1: All right, so that was Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer on the Bears radio network. Jeff Joniak looked like somebody had severed him from the waist down uh, in the middle of that call. Uh, very, very. In fact, honest to God, if Quint from Jaws was a play-by-play announcer, that's how he would sound the moment he got bitten
0: in half. <laughs> all right, like that's. I, I, it was okay. I, look. <laughs> There's no one devastated. better. No, there's no one better than Paul Allen. Yeah, well, he can go, go golf Vikings.
1: because he's got a quarterback who's got OCD. I called that on. I, I nailed that, by the way. I uh, We should uh, set aside a few minutes. Uh, last week, I identified the problem with Kirk Cousins.
0: Hey, since, uh, since everyone who was a Chicago Bears fan was so upset when I was critical of their team at times this year, like, how do you think they're going to handle it? Are they going to just blame it all on Parkey? Or are they going to basically be like, yeah, we just – didn't play well enough to didn't. to beat the Eagles at home.
1: Yeah, you didn't play well enough. Um, look, there were things that were an issue with this Bears team all year long. You couldn't consistently run the ball, and Cody Parkey um, apparently was playing uh, bumper cars football to goalpost all year long. He had issues all season. You know it's bad. Okay, you know there's a kicking issue in Chicago when there's a news helicopter. Okay, what have we been hearing about Chicago for the past, uh, past couple of years? The crime's been really bad in Chicago, right? Like, serious issues going on in the city of Chicago. And um, you know it's bad when they take a news helicopter— and fly it over Soldier Field one night because Cody Parkey's out there practicing kicks in the stadium because he was awful the last time he was there. (laughs) Like, you've got a city that's full of crime and you've got issues, and they're sending a news helicopter to Soldier Field to see whether or not Cody Parkey, who was massively overpaid in the offseason, can actually hit a kick in their own building. And here we are. And look, Doug Peterson called timeout. Um, They had a timeout to spare. Uh, Doug Peterson called a timeout as Cody Parkey was originally attempting it. By the way, that kick was good, which makes it even worse. Um, then they did it again, and he hit it off the upright. It hit it off the crossbar. I mean, we're talking a couple of inches, okay? And we're talking about the game, not myself. And uh, and it didn't go in. And so the uh, the Bears uh, the Bears lose. But but look, Khalil Ma- Where was Khalil Mack? He made some impact plays, but there was no sacks. Um, there was no uh, the Philadelphia Eagles used the uh, the twelve personnel Brady. They used that twelve. Oh, the personnel. twelve is that what it yeah, was? Can you, could
0: you explain to our listeners what twelve personnel right, 12 is? Twelve
1: personnel is when you put one back in the backfield and you're working with two tight ends majority of the time.
0: Right. Well, it doesn't have to be the backfield. Just you have one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. Yeah, I know, that's but I, I know, but I, yeah. that
1: was just the running a back could be it. wherever he wants. Yes, to Yes, I agree, right? yeah. and that was just a part of it. That some right, people do right. the twelve personnel that way. Sure. And then, and but here's the thing. You know what they say about the twelve personnel? Well,
0: what do the they say about that?
1: A bunch of stuff. Uh, so let me ask you this: um, Brady Quinn. So the Bears lose this game, and Matt Nagy. Uh, look, he's he was the the most talked about coach all year long. Virtually everybody talking about how an amazing job. And here we are in his offense. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, who you've been critical of, but fairly uh, before this, I thought Trubisky actually played pretty well in big time moments in the game. This is not even at all on Mitch Trubisky why the Bears are going home.
0: No, not at all. I thought he made some big time throws, in particular the corner that Collinsworth talked about, the the back shoulder and the. Well, you, you could probably do a better impression than I could. Um, which I'm, do you think Collinsworth will make a make a visit to uh, the show tonight? Look,
1: look, the only the only I told you, all right. The Chris Collinsworth impression is a wind up toy, and only you control <laughs> the wind up. So if you want to wind it up and let it go, uh, it's ready to go at any time. Um, <laughs> you just let me. Know. I, can you do it right now? I mean, oh, look, he hit four uprights in one game this season. He was out there at Soldier Field practicing. A news helicopter showed up in the season on the line, and it's there, and it bounces down off the crossbar. You just feel gutted for this city and for Matt Nagy and the Bears. A great year, but Nick Foles, a big belt buckle Nick, Back into the second round of the playoffs—an amazing performance and an amazing game, Al.
0: The well done. Yeah, we get a round of applause yes. for Chris Collinsworth uh, yep. who stopped there by the is. show. Uh, we get a round of applause. Is that possible? If and you could,
1: is. we really need you to work on your Al Michaels impression. So if you, could I, will own,
0: ever, I will never. I yeah, you work on your slide in into the camera, and I'll work on my Al Michaels. <laughs> um, it, it, in all honesty, like I thought, Trubisky played pretty well. I I, I didn't think he played great. I no. was shocked. Philly allowed him to be able to matriculate the ball down the field like that. Like it's, it's. I don't want to get too particular because people are like, ah, you know, you don't want to listen to like scheme and football BS. But bottom line is, they gave him easy completions into the boundary all the way down the field to give Parky a chance. Like, like that, that, that's a defense that's not going to do well versus Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Uh, but no, he he played well enough to win. I thought their defense didn't make enough plays. I believe I saw. A stat that said, like, of the four teams that have led the league, uh, that made the playoffs and led the league in scoring defense, the Bears are now the only team to not make it in. I believe that's an accurate stat I saw somewhere. So yeah, and uh, take and, that for what it's worth. And
1: what did you think of Matt Nagy going for two? I understand going for two, but he's got Khalil Mack out there running some sort of a diversionary route or something like that uh that's going to be coming to question you know why are you pl- why you doing gimmick plays if you were to just kick the extra point then it wouldn't have mattered yeah but if you just kick the extra point then philly can go down and they don't have to go for two they can just kick the extra point and take the lead there's going to be a lot of second guessing in this as there usually is um but an awful end of the season for the chicago bears terrible
0: terrible there, and, and there's no other way of describing it because they had the home field advantage they won the nfc north Like it's just it's an incredible, incredibly upsetting finish to a season that seems special. And, And let's just be honest, the Vikings will be better next year. I don't care what anyone thinks about Kirk Cousins. I know you're not a fan. They'll be better next year. The the Green Bay Packers are going to be better next year. Yes, they're not going to they're not going to go through what they went through this year. Detroit maybe still made it to be Detroit, but still, yeah. But everyone else will be good next yeah, year.
1: Yeah, but Detroit practices in the snow, so they're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. In Detroit.
0: Hey man, you can knock that all you want. All right. The game I called out in Arizona, obviously warm weather climate. You're inside, right? The, the the roof isn't open. They the players for Detroit said that field was atrocious. Yeah, and that practicing in the snow helped prepare them for that game. So take that for what it's You're
1: worth. You're just a fan of Matt Patricia. Uh, because, I am. I'm a huge yeah, fan of Matt yeah, Patricia. Because you like the I think head, he's a good coach. You, you just like a head coach that's got a, a pencil behind his ear, yet all the stuff he has in front of him is laminated, so the pencil doesn't make any sense. Better I
0: behind think. his ear than between his legs, you know? Okay.
1: Uh, very, very good uh, from Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Uh, coming, coming up next, we've got more on a wild day in the NFL. <laughs> Broken hearts around the league. That's next here on FSR. But right now, for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, it is all about respect, and nobody deserves respect more than the great and powerful Steve (laughs)
10: DeSager. Yeah, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You talked about the Eagles' defense. You know, they faced New Orleans there in November. Philadelphia lost 48-7 that game. Carson Wentz that day threw three interceptions. Now these Eagles, after winning at Chicago 16-15 today, advance to play at top seeded New Orleans next Sunday on Fox TV. We heard that final field goal attempt from Bears Radio. How about from Eagles Radio Network, 94 WIP. The Bears late Field goal attempt hits the upright, then the crossbar, then bounces on the goal line. And
0: it is no good! No good! It is no good, and the Eagles win. They missed it. The Eagles are winning and will win 16-15. What the hell was what that? What a win for the Eagles as the season continues. You,
10: you didn't like that, Joe? So who got emotional? Who was that? I don't know who does color for was Eagles. That, was that Mike Kafka? Yeah. <laughs> who was that? Meryl Reese, of course, on the oh, play-by-play. Okay. I don't know that. who else is in the booth with him. But Eagles at New Orleans next Sunday. So the Rams will host Dallas Saturday night on Fox TV. Chargers held on to win 23 Seventeen at Baltimore. It was 23-3 mid-fourth quarter. Michael Badgley 5-6 for six on field goals, including a 53-yarder. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster, so when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. In the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks won a game. They were 11-27, but won a home easily against Miami, 106-82. The Nets won again, 117-100 at the Bulls, whose record 10-30. So, a great day for Chicago all around. And the Timberwolves ripped the Lakers 108-86. LeBron James not on this trip for L.A. with groin injury. Clippers at home have beaten Orlando 106-96. to Still an undefeated in college basketball, not just Michigan, but 19th ranked Houston 15-0, won at home against Memphis 90-77. to We'll be back to tonight's show in 10 seconds, but first,
8: a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two we
4: are farmers underwritten by farmers truck fire insurance exchanges and affiliates products not available in every state
10: i mentioned in college hoops michigan still undefeated rank number two beat indiana 74 63 today back to you
1: thanks steve Uh, jonas Knox, brady quinn here on fox sports radio Um, yeah, so a, just a wild day around the NFL. Um, people are uh, are distraught on social media. Everybody looking for somebody to blame in Chicago. Uh, who's going to get the blame? Regardless, had the Bears won this game, what do you make of them against the Rams next week?
0: I would have given them a better shot of beating the Rams um, than I than I would have Philly beating New Orleans. That's for sure. I mean, it's because of their defense. I just I, I really thought this defense would carry this team to the NFC Championship game. I, just, I got the sense and the feeling that this was going to be a special year. Um, maybe the only thing that would hold them back would be a mistake by, by Trubisky, but he played well enough tonight for that team to win. Yeah, it, it, it just, you know, down the stretch, it ended up being, you know, their defense not being able to get a stop and get off the field. And, you know, you can, we can joke about 12 personnel, but here's why they, they went with a lot of two tight end sets okay, it's because Chicago plays their nickel, meaning they put in an extra defensive back on the field, and it changes the defensive configuration against 12 personnel. And when teams do that, the the Eagles probably felt like they had a better shot of running the football because they have bigger personnel to block on the edges with their tight ends versus that smaller defensive back. Uh, and then they can still throw the football effectively. So that ended up being – Um, the the matchup that they wanted and I think you saw them you know work the ball down the field at the end of the game to ultimately have to go ahead score
1: and and look I think the Bears are a better football team but this reminded me of the game last year Uh, you remember the Rams playoff game they hosted a playoff game against the Atlanta Falcons there were just times in that game where it looked like Atlanta was just used to it you know because they made the deep run were in the Super Bowl blew the lead they were just kind of used to it and it wasn't you just had more confidence they were going to make a play down the stretch. I mean, when the Bears got the ball back, Tariq Cohn had a big-time return, and Trubisky made some plays. But then, look, clock management was, was kind of odd. Uh, Matt Nagy, there were points during the season where clock management was a little bit odd. I just think this is – This is part of – I don't think that they're a Jacksonville Jaguars where they're going to take a significant drop-off next year. Will they go 12-4? and Probably not. Odds would say probably not because, to your point, they're going to be in a better division. But I don't think it's such a significant drop-off. And, if anything, you just try and learn from this. Trubisky's got his first career playoff start. Um, You get better from it, and you just move forward. I mean, you can sit and cry about it all you want, but the Eagles made the plays down the stretch more than the Bears did, and that's it, bottom line. It's, it's
0: it's it's a foundation that you've built. If you're Matt Nagy, you're trying to build upon this uh and grow. The problem is look, they were 12 and 4 this year. I I think that division's going to be really competitive. They could be without their defensive coordinator. Vic Fangio could be a head coach somewhere next year. And that could be a huge loss for this team. Yeah. And and by the way, you're going to lose some pieces anyway. Every year is different, especially in the NFL with free agency and um you know, cuts, tough decisions you have to make in regards you know, to your cap and how everyone fits within that. But uh, it's a foundation piece. It's something to build off of for this team. And I, th- I think you have to look back at the job Ryan Pace did, getting Cleo Mack, the impact that he did have on your season. Um, and now that's a building block moving forward. The draft picks who I think have hit home. Um, there's a lot of things you got to be optimistic about if you're a Bears fan. I wouldn't go straight to the bottle right now, you know. Um, Speak for yourself. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you you fall into that category. <laughs> Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things to build off of from this season. I just, I think you you've got you can't look at the record and say, oh, next year they're going to be a thirteen and three team. It's not going to be that no. easy. The NFC is competitive, and the NFC North is going to be better.
1: Yeah, it, the NFL is different. It's not like uh, in the NBA where a team makes a deep run and it's like, well, you know, look, they're going to get back these guys, and you go to free agency, and you're going to get better. You're going to get better as we move in, uh, into next year. Like if you don't, if you don't capitalize on your opportunities. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Like, do the Atlanta Falcons right now feel like you know what? Don't worry about that blown Super Bowl lead. We're gonna be back there anyways. No, they're probably looking around, going, "God, was that the only shot we were gonna get?" So, you're, and not every there's only one Patriots, and and that's that's just a fact of the NFL. So, uh, so tough ball. Stop crying, Bear fans. You had an opportunity, you didn't make it happen. All right. Just, uh, just trying
0: to uh, make people out there feel better about themselves.
1: That's it. Just trying to bring a positive I just, light here on the show. I hope,
0: I hope Cody Parkey doesn't become the uh, Steve Bartman. Is it Steve Bartman?
1: Oh, well, no, because Cody Parkey's not a loser. Okay, Steve Bartman <laughs> is a loser.
0: Easy. easy. He's okay, a loser. Okay, easy. I'm just saying, if the Bears don't ever – get back to the playoffs or I should say don't ever they're eventually going to maybe it's next year maybe it's maybe it's not but if the bears don't get back next year like is this that sort of pivotal moment that pivotal play you look back and say man after they went on that they had that great season that great run a missed field goal ended up kind of doing in this this organization this regime you know, for Matt Nagy and and Ryan Pace. Like, could you imagine if that's the conversation we're having two, three years from now?
1: But here, I will say this, though. I mean, we can play that game, but then you go back to in the season when they had that really bizarre game against the Miami Dolphins in which the Dolphins won that game. Had the Bears won that game like they should have, they wouldn't be playing this week. They'd be hosting a playoff game. It'd be the Rams playing right now, and the Bears would would have a two-seed in the NFC playoffs. So we can go back and look at that game the Bears lost to the Dolphins, and how did they lose that game? What did they Oh, that's right. Cody Parky missed a kick. <laughs> Sorry about that. Bad example. That was a terrible example. Sorry about that. But, uh, but, but don't worry. Robbie Gold was in attendance, so he got to witness all this. So. <laughs> terrible. Uh, All right, uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up next, uh, there's a reason people should stay in their lanes when it comes to certain things in the NFL. We'll tell you the very latest example next here on Fox Sports Radio.
8: From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
4: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
1: Yeah, is this Jim Ursay? Yeah, exactly. All good, right, good guess. Old yeah. Jimmy Ursay. <laughs> Be carving out a segment for him coming up later on.
6: Ooh. I'd like to Man. party with that guy. Oh, tell me about
1: it. Oh, tell yeah. me about it. Looks like uh, he's got mm-hmm. a like he's got a never-ending supply of white powder donuts that he smears on his face.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of glazing on those things. Those, you know I'm
1: li- those little donuts you get at, like, a liquor store, those little six-pack of donuts you get at a liquor store, just pop one at a time. But uh, Jimmy Ursay just seems to, for whatever reason, want to smell them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: What, what, what do you want me to do with that? I
1: don't know, man. What, I don't. know. What are we talking? The comment or at some point we have to draw
0: the line. Definitely right. not. Definitely not the picture. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry about that. By the way, you should consult a doctor. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that before. I'm just uh, be honest with you. It's a wristwatch. Right? Okay. No, no, that is that looks like something else. Okay, okay. All right. yeah. <laughs> looks like a shiitake mushroom or something. Okay, all right. <laughs> Careful how you say that.
1: <laughs> Careful how you say that. All right. Um, so this, cough, is, cough. this is amazing. Yeah, we're back on the air here, Brady. Yeah, get it together. Uh, try and be an adult for two minutes, okay? Right. Um, so uh, during the game, before they went to halftime in the Bears-Eagles uh, game, there was this controversial call on the field in which um, – uh, LeBlanc of the Philadelphia Eagles. I said LeBlanc because I don't know if it's Cravion or Cravon. I think it's Cravion, but I don't want to butcher it on the air, so that's why I made sure that all I said was LeBlanc and not his first name, Cravion or Cravon. So he goes to uh, reach for the ball that Anthony Miller of the Bears grabs uh and makes a catch uh, a, a, you know, in the red zone uh, inside, I believe, uh, the 15 to the 10-yard line. Yeah, And as they're as they're sort of battling, Miller's got the ball, but LeBlanc has his hand inside Miller's arms on the ball. Right. Miller takes three steps, and the ball comes out. The initial ruling on the field was an incomplete pass, because they didn't know that he actually caught the ball. But nobody recovered the football. The officials went and picked it up. After review, it was a catch, and it was a fumble. So... Everyone assumed on Twitter that the officials blew it and the officials didn't get it right and they botched the call. And as it turns out, the officials got it absolutely right. The way they explained it was not the correct way. But when there's no clear recovery after there's a fumble, you go back to the original line of scrimmage. But it's amazing how everybody still, to this day, thinks they know more than the professionals. You don't. I, and, and I'm t- it it irritates me to my core when I see people try and call out officials, you blew it again. You guys did this wrong again. You did this wrong again. Look, they may have explained it wrong, but they got the call right. Bottom line, so people criticizing officials during that play, go to bed. Go do something. Go close your tab out. You don't know what you're talking about. They're better at their job than you are, period.
0: Uh, And and I will second that in the sense that here's the issue with uh, sports fans today. All they know is in a ten to fifteen second video, or the one hundred and fifty characters that you get on Twitter. Like that is the extent of their reading that they do. They don't read the rule book. They don't look at long forum essays or or pieces that are done um, by by writers or, or that are even in the newspaper nowadays. Yeah, uh, and it, and that's unfortunately what we're dealing with. Like. Everyone knows more than everyone else because you have the inter- internet at your fingertips, but it, it's more so just Twitter. And they'll, you know, search for something, they look up Wikipedia, and then that's just fact for them instead of actually being like, well, why don't we actually just go f- try to find the rule book right. and see what it states and what right. it actually says so I know what the hell I'm talking about.
1: It's it's funny. I remember this last year. You remember when uh, Cam Newton got hit uh, in the playoff game a year ago and everyone was saying, oh my God, where's concussion protocol when you need it? He's clearly right. got a concussion. And then they actually did some research into it and they found out, no, he actually didn't have a concussion. They handled it exactly the right way they should have on the field. And I forget who it was. Somebody with the NFL, with the league office came out and said, that's why people on Twitter shouldn't pretend that they're doctors because they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> and he was spot on. And it's just like this. Officials get, like, what percentage of the time do you think officials actually get the call
0: right? The 90s uh, uh, at least. Uh, uh, 96, 97% of the time. And like, I mean, think about how many plays there are on a game, by the way. Like, like let's say an, the average offense runs 65 plays. Is that about right? Maybe yeah, give or take Something some. like that, yeah. Yeah, so each each team, if you combine that number, right, 100, that's 130 plays. That's not even including special teams, and we usually bitch and complain about one. I know. think about that.
1: <laughs> it's it's really is amazing, but Twitter is just a cesspool during games. It is it is one of the worst places to be. Uh, but, uh, But never mind that. All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, more outrage over a franchise quarterback. We've got it here on FSR. So there is a potential franchise quarterback that's taken a lot of blame for something that happened this weekend in the NFL, and we smell a rat. We'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can always check out the show on the iHeartRadio app, and we do it every single week at this time from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Brady Quinn my man, uh, great to have you back. You were traveling. You were covering NFL games, doing bowl games uh, uh, late last week. So it's great to have you back. And we are going to get into a uh, a franchise quarterback taking a lot of heat uh, here in the NFL. But I just want to make sure. I know you came in a little hot. I know you came in uh, kind of a wild afternoon uh, for the Quinns. Is everything okay now?
0: <laughs> Everything's good. The kids are in bed. So I'm okay. uh, not, not going to waste any time complaining <laughs> about having to deal with uh right two children who are getting close to their bedtime out in public. Uh, Anyone who's got kids, they've been there before. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you just you look like a jerk. You know, there's no other way of putting it. And and you're that you're that family that ruins your uh, your night out at dinner. So apologies to all those who are impacted by uh, my my two daughters. F them.
1: You know what? Next time. uh, And I would just actually and I'm not here to give out poor advice. All right. So so the only advice I'm going to give out is good advice. The next time somebody complains about your kids making noise at dinner or noise on the airplane, you simply look over at them and very politely say, kiss my ass. That's it. <laughs> just It's just that easy.
0: That's how it goes. <clears throat> That's usually not a good look in public. Um, yeah, but you're, you're a name, you're a
1: recognizable face. I run anonymously, so I can do whatever
0: I want. Right, right. That's kind of part of it. And, and, the, and the fact is, you know what you realize when, you're, when you have a kid's Everything escalates so much easier. Like the second someone says something to you, like you feel bad enough that your kids like causing this this ruckus, or or you know being uh, loud. But the second someone says something to you, your immediate response is getting defensive. Right? Like (laughs) you shut up, turn back around, you go you go eat your dinner. Right? It's it's crazy. Like I know my daughter's being a jerk, yet at the same time. The second someone tries to call her out for it, that like isn't her mom or isn't family, I'm already like like right in their face, like yeah. just just go go the other direction. So it's kind of crazy that whole dynamic, but nonetheless, uh, we, we we ended up getting home, kids are in bed, we're at a much better point. I'm having a better night, I'm sure, than most Bears well, look, I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, well, I absolutely. Although, yeah. let me tell you something. If there's a city to drown your sorrows in after a tough loss, and they've experienced a lot of them there in Chicago, this is the city. So I would imagine, um, you know, Russian Division Street are probably popping right now. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Russian <laughs> Division Street, Brady, but uh, Carmine's... I've never uh, been to Rush
0: Street. They no. No idea what's on. <laughs> me there. neither. I have No never, idea.
1: I have never been so drunk at Dublin's... The Irish bar on Rush Street that uh my phone rang and I tried to answer somebody's keys. I've never been that <laughs> drunk so whatever you think you've heard about me is all a lie.
0: Uh, How great Radio. of a spot is Dublin? It's by unbelievable. The way. That it's, whole area. That best. whole area er- I I could I could sleep out in that little like park. <laughs> oh, it's great. Central- yeah. That that whole area is just amazing.
1: Yeah, it's great. There used to be a place there called the Hunt Club as well too and and a club called Level back in the day. Man, oh man. You talk about just a uh, Easy reps.
0: you know. Just, quick, quick question, though. Who yeah. did suffer the worst loss of the weekend? Was it the Bears? Is it oh, that yeah. easy? Yeah, the way it okay. ended. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because okay. at least if you're a Texans fan, you knew after the first drive, all right, uh, when's Astros' season starting? Because <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't look good uh, from the opening drive. Um, so, yeah, I would say the Bears, okay. easily. Um, now, let me ask you this, Brady Quinn. So, despite all the uh, – the Criticism um, that maybe some people may have wanted to throw your way because uh, you know things were a little wild for the Quins uh, when you were trying to have something to eat. Uh, there was a lot of criticism thrown the way of Lamar Jackson after the Ravens lost to the LA Chargers twenty three seventeen on Sunday. What did you make of Lamar Jackson's performance and the people that were calling for Joe Flacco at one point during the game?
0: Yeah, a lot of people were right. That, that was a very popular opinion. Um, I just – I'm not even sure where to begin. You know, like all these fans who, you know, were saying, oh, trade Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson's our, our future, he's our franchise quarterback, yet the instance he has a bad half of football versus a team that he had recently played and beat, mind you, largely because of his production and, and had his best passing game. I, I don't know, maybe because they were playing at home, they didn't think that like, the Chargers were going to come out to, to win or to play. Like they weren't going to have a good game plan to go up against a rookie quarterback, the youngest to ever start in the NFL postseason. Like I'm not sure what their expectations yeah. were. Now, granted, you know some of it was was just playing bad, but some of it wasn't his fault either. The offensive line play was awful. Orlando Brown on the right side got beat almost every other series. You know, uh, Dixon fumbled the football in early series. I mean, there were a number of things that. You know, we're, we're outside of his control. I mean, even the funnel, fumble in the final drive in the game, that's not his fault. Brown no. got beat again, and the ball got knocked out of his hand as he was getting ready to throw the football. So, you know, without him, they're probably not in the spot they are in the playoffs. They probably don't win the division. And even, you know, again, and without him in this game, they probably don't come back. They don't have a fourth-quarter like they did, where they almost made the greatest comeback ever in postseason history in the NFL. It would have been better than the New England Patriots coming back from 19 down to beat the Atlanta uh, Falcons in the Super Bowl because they were down what 20 at one point.
1: Yeah, and, and look, um, Tucker missed a kick. Uh, they're, like not everybody had a, a hand in the loss, but because it's Lamar Jackson, people just assume, oh, you got to you got to bench that guy, man. He's the reason your season – I mean, he's not solely the reason, but he's a big part of the reason why the season turned for the Baltimore Ravens. And so the idea that they're just going to play Joe Flacco and they're going to bring him – okay, so what if you win that game? Then what do you do? So yeah. so, what what are you gonna do? You are gonna start Joe Flacco after that, and then what you what you've burned the bridge with Lamar Jackson and killed his confidence? Like it just d- didn't make any sense to me the, the criticism he well, we
0: got. The other thing is there was there were people who were saying you know you could put Joe Flacco in and and whether they win the game or not, they're like you know it's not going to impact Lamar Jackson going into the next year. It's not. Yeah, I mean all all of a sudden it's not going to create a controversy. Again, not that you're trying to avoid that because look what the Eagles are doing right now. And and you get the sense that unless the the organization makes a statement and, or or they put Wentz back in there at starting quarterback because he's healthy next week, um, you would have to sit there and say to yourself, you know, okay. Like it, sometimes it's okay to have a controversy when you've got two good players, and, and maybe that's how the Baltimore Ravens feel. But regardless, you got to give him a shot, an opportunity to come back in the game too. And he did just that. All those fans who were booing in the first, second, and third quarter, I didn't hear a peep out of him in the fourth quarter. And it's like, you know, I get fans who can't take that back, but they're, they're, it's the hypocrisy of being a fan. You know, the second your team, your, your you know, favorite is not playing well, you hate him, you want him to be traded, you want draft picks for him to bring the next guy in, but then the second he has an epic comeback like that, now you're right back behind him. I mean, to me, it's like try to have some faith in the guy.
1: Uh, it, let me t- and for people to say, well, you know what, uh, you just go back to him after it's all said and done. If, if our boss called us and said, hey, uh, for the Super Bowl show, uh, for the show you guys are doing a Super Bowl post game, um, listen we're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna give it to Colin Cowhart and Dan Patrick, um, but uh, you know just uh, we just feel like uh, it's probably the better uh, the better duo to put uh, right on after the Super Bowl. You know what's going to be a really awkward moment uh, when, what's we, that? when we do the show the week after? That's going to be really awkward because in the back yeah. of my mind I'm thinking, wait, hold on a second, we weren't good a week ago, but we're good now. So if yeah. I'm Lamar Jackson and I get benched for Joe Flacco, but then you, what are you going to start me the next week? So I am I'm, I'm just here to start the game like I'm a, a short reliever starting a game in the playoffs in baseball and then you're going to go to your real guy later on when the game gets down to the to the nitty gritty and we've got to make a play it just it, it it doesn't make sense to bench the guy in that spot at all
0: Yeah and not so subtle message by the way for for Scott um I feel like you just kind of sent a not-so-subtle yeah, message listen, there. You
1: know, things have yeah, to get I done.
0: You know, you I, I'd, I'd tell them kick rocks, man. It's either <laughs> Knox and Quinn or nothing at yeah, all. So
1: yeah, you better believe it. In fact, yeah. we'll harass
0: the studios if we're not on the air. How's that? That's right. That's right. We'll, we'll keep calling in on the hotline. We'll do all we can. We'll, <laughs> we'll pay a couple bums outside to start banging on the windows.
1: <laughs> By the way, you want to know how, you know, football season is winding down? Uh, you should see what is on the televisions in the studio. Oh. What the hell is on TV, too? What is that? Uh, Goosebumps, the movie. What is that crap? Is that some RL Stein? Me and me and
11: Bubba <laughs> were just talking. I was what like, dude, is dude, it? It's a nightmare during baseball season when we, all we have on Sunday nights is Sunday night baseball. What, and it's over at eight. What it's- is Clash all- of this? The movie? Oh. Yeah.
1: Clash of the Titans. Clash yeah. of the Titans. Jesus, man. How about how about Clash of the uh, of the NFL Network? Can we get that on TV? Nah, it's too much right now. Jesus. Uh, all right. That means I got to press buttons. I don't want to press buttons. All right. How about Clash of the Fox Sports 1? Can we get that on TV? Certain I I think think
2: buttons,
0: it. right? Um, Certain
1: buttons. Yeah, but, but on TV4, there was just Bassmasters. So don't worry. We got it covered here. If you want to know anything about a non-relevant sporting <laughs> event, we've got it covered here at Knox and Quinn. Would you like to hear from Lamar Jackson post-game, Brady Quinn? I would love to. Here we go.
5: I feel like I played uh, play poorly. You know, there's was a lot of things, you know, we could have did out there on that field to put us in a better situation. Just gotta move on now, get rid of shit. You
0: know, at the beginning, a lot of throws, you know, wasn't hit. You know, I post made uh turnover, I fumbled once, and you know, we was I wasn't playing my game today. I'm, I'm ticked off by that. I can't tell you. You know, I, I just feel like we wasn't we wasn't ending today. I didn't play my game at all.
6: There's a lot of things I need to work on.
1: So he wore it after the game. He wore it. I didn't play my best. And nobody's saying that he played his best. But the idea that you're going to yank the guy after, you know, he he is part of the reason that that your season was saved and you're in this spot to begin with is just crazy. And the fans that are booing him, what are you doing? You guys have been booing Joe Flacco, too. Like, what are you doing?
0: Uh, It's hard to understand it. I mean, look, bottom line, the way he played this year for a rookie. And granted, look, he had some good pieces around him. It wasn't like he did it all himself. We talked about that. The defense has been phenomenal. Still, though, as a rookie to take over the way he did, what he did when he wasn't being prepared to necessarily no, 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 not not being prepared to necessarily be the guy. He was mixing in at points in time, but I think you saw growth. I think today wasn't a great example of that because you know, again, when you go into the postseason, everything's ratcheted up a little bit. You know, the speed is it's that much faster. And and you've got to be able to kind of hit the ground running. You know, it's almost like uh, you ever do sprints on a treadmill? That's what I do, man. Right, right. But I'm saying, do you, are you the type of guy that do you kind of start walking, then jogging, then run, and then turn it down? Or are you the type that actually does sprints where you're putting it at like 15 miles oh, yeah. per hour and you have to jump off, then jump back on? And you got to be able to hit that thing running. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I don't do that because I'm dealing with a. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've got plantar fasciitis that I feel like is crawling up towards my hip. That's how bad right. it is. And yeah. so I just deal with it. But yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I do sprints. I know what you're talking about, bro. Why
0: yeah. What's up? So, so that would be kind of you know how I'd, I would compare. You know what it's like going into in the postseason is everything. I mean, you've got to hit the ground running, otherwise you're going to find yourself in a hole. And I think we kind of saw that with a couple guys, right? I think we saw that with Lamar early in the game. I think we saw that with Deshaun Watson and the way things worked out for the Houston Texans early in the game versus the Colts on Saturday. You know, there are a number of examples why, you know, for guys that didn't have postseason experience, and I think they found out that you can't put yourself in a hole. The teams are too good you're going up against. They've got too much film on you. I mean, this is the best of the best now. And and for the guys who have been there before most, you know, in particular, the quarterbacks, they're going to take advantage of it. And the margins are too small or, or too thin uh, to, to, you know, to allow yourself an opportunity to really come back from deficits or come back from those sorts of mistakes. So, you know, look a lot of things to learn from and grow from. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, the Baltimore Ravens aren't in this position if Lamar Jackson didn't start and take over at some point this year.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, speaking of injuries, have you ever had a tendonitis in your shoulder?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've battled different shoulder stuff, but yeah. Because you know. they tell
1: you you're supposed to rest, right? Right. I just, I just want you to know that uh, while they tell you to rest, uh, I look in the eyes and I stare into the soul of doctors' advice all around the world, and I continue to push through. All right. That's wow. all. I'll leave it at that. Wow. Inspired yes. or no? Not at all. Okay. Not, not at the very right. least. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Uh, Brady Quinn, always a positive outlook on my uh, physical activities here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so that guy is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. Here We are here at Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, one player in the NFL had some comments a short time ago that I want to see if they would piss Brady Quinn off because I have a feeling some of his teammates are going to be very pissed off. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR.
5: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express.
7: Free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
8: From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
4: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, Rush Street. So you go to Rush Street, you could start off at Gibson's, have a drink there. Um, if you get a drink there, they make them really, really strong. And then you walk across the street. There's Carmine's. Uh, you'll go there, uh, cruise up, Dublin's across cough, the cough, way. Cough. Then when you get to uh, Division Street, uh, if you're in a place that's got peanut shells on the floor, you're in the right spot. And then you just keep drinking heavily. Yeah, 2 a.m., sometimes 4 a.m., depending on the bar. All right, back on. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here at Fox Sports Radio. You didn't hear my coughing? Yeah, I didn't know if that was a cough or you were getting your physical again, so yeah. I wasn't <laughs> wasn't sure. I know it's Sunday night that usually happens around here in these. No parts. one
0: loves that uh, hernia check like old Bobo. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. Oh. You've never seen a guy drop his drawers <laughs> as fast as this guy. I, I know. Well, I'm trying
2: to
1: figure out why you' watching. Well, you have. Huh? You have, but that it's like guy's a car accident. Yeah. It's hard
0: not to look. You have you know? seen a guy. Do, hey. You have
1: seen a guy do that before, but he's in jail, so uh, we yeah. will not uh, dive yeah. into that. Uh, shout out to uh, to uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. Uh, all right, uh, who uh, apparently likes to hang out in parking
0: lots and do bizarre things,
1: uh, but never mind uh, Brady's uh, touchdown mate mm-hmm. back in Cleveland. A lot of success. First first
0: touchdown pass to yep. old uh, Kellen.
1: Yeah. Damn straight.
0: It was a dime yep.
1: too. You had two Great t- hands. two touchdowns and no interceptions in that game. Thursday night yep. game.
0: Yep. Yep. Primetime, baby. It's called research. That's what that's yep. called. Yeah.
1: Or is uh no one, I, as no I No like, one works
0: harder than old Jonas Knox.
1: Damn straight. As I like yeah. to call it, uh, recall. You know what I mean? Recall. It's yeah. yeah. an old football term for you there, Brady. Uh all right. Uh can we get back on track? That's enough. Can we get back on track here, please? So I'm gonna read. See, Charles Barkley likes me. Um, all right. So I want to uh, I want to read some comments to you, and I want to see how you react to these. All right. Now I just I'm gonna put you into the proper place. Right. So I want to make you feel like you're in the moment here. Okay. This is like acting class. I have taken acting class. Uh, most of the time, the people there are insane, and they uh, they overact, and it's bizarre, and and. A very, very strange stuff. And we'll talk about that off air sometime uh, because some of it's not suitable for on the air. So just to pretend you're in acting class, all right? So I'm going to paint a picture. Imagine you are Brady Quinn, a player for a 12 and 4 football team. Okay. You, 12 and 4 football team. Imagine you are a player for a team that won the division title. Okay. That team won the division title. Imagine, Brady Quinn, that you are a player who just put it all on the line in a playoff game, all right? Winner take all, loser goes home. Sweating, blood, sweat, tears, long season, training camp – all the hours you put in, all the work, uh, you know, the, the farmer's tans you got in August uh, at training camp. So imagine you put in all that grind, all that work.
0: <laughs> that's that's a piece of the adversity, yes. you know, the farmer's yeah. tans. Right? It's, it's yeah. terrible. Nobody wants a farmer's oh, tans. It's, it's the worst thing in the it's world. Awful. Yeah, worst.
1: Um, so just imagine you put in all that work, okay, all that grind for so many months, and it comes down to a kick, all right? It comes down to a kick. On Bears Radio Network. So imagine you put in all this work, Brady Quinn. Imagine, Brady Quinn, you put in all this work. Imagine, Brady Quinn, you put in all this work. It comes down to a single kick on Bears Radio Network to save the season, and this is how it goes. On Bears Radio Network. On Chicago Bears Radio Network, WBBM. With Jeff Joniak on the call. Jeff Joniak and Tom in Chicago. Thayer in Bears. Chicago. Yep. The Bears Radio Network of the South Sound.
9: Kicking toward the north end zone at Soldier Field. Three for three on the day. Ten seconds to go. Parkey lines it up. O'Donnell on one knee. Gives him a look. Extends his right arm. Scale sends it back. Placement made. Kick by Parky from 43. And it hit the upright. It is no good on the crossbar. And the Eagles are celebrating here at Soldier Field. I don't even know how to respond to that. You see the flight of the ball, it's a little bit crooked, but you never imagine it could hit the upright again, and it hits the upright squarely, hits the crossbar, and bounces back into the field to play, or back into the end zone. Wow. Deflating his 11th missed kick, inches away from a trip to the NFC Divisional Playoff. 16, 15, five seconds to go in the game, and the Eagles will take a knee.
1: So imagine you just went through all that, Brady. And uh, afterwards, the guy who missed that kick to lose the game and cost you the season and the farmer's tan and all the grind that you went through says the following afterwards, I just want to go home and see my wife and dog knowing they don't care what happened today. You're a teammate of that guy. How does that make you feel?
0: I punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> I, I just that that's it, it's just it's it's one of those comments and and look I played for enough teams met enough kicker, kickers kickers uh, to know those different personalities different types of guys but to 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 make that sort of comment it's 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 hard to put into words I mean the kick in itself it's hard to put into words. I mean, you heard people speechless on on radio for the Bears Network. But so so much time and effort goes into it all. You should be apologetic. I mean, even though, as I stated before, it's not just about that one particular play, you still should feel some sorrow. You still should feel bad for your teammates, for the organization, for the ownership, for the fans, for everyone else. And you should state that. We heard Lamar Jackson own up to it. You should do the same thing. I just—it's tough whenever you hear a player make that sort of statement uh, because it, it doesn't, you know, and this—this and this could be a kick where it, maybe it's hard for him to ever come back from in right. his career. To be quite honest with you, because it doesn't sound like he's overly mentally tough based on that response.
1: Yeah. It. Um, now he did speak to the media um, uh, beyond that, um, so that's you know just one comment that he made. But Kyle Long, who's a, a one of his teammates. Said to him afterwards. Listen, you accounted for a majority of our points, so th- this it really isn't on you. I mean, you accounted for a lot of our points today. We could have done better by you on offense. But to me, if if I if I had just missed a kick like that, my first reaction would be wouldn't be. Yeah, let me yeah, let me just get away from my teammates. I just let down, so I can go hang out with my dog and my wife because they won't know what the score was. Like, first of all, the second he walks in the house, uh, the dog should uh, should take off to the neighbor's house for a couple of days. <laughs> just say, listen, uh, listen, I'm going to the neighbor's house, and you yell to the dog, why are you going to the neighbor's house? Because maybe Robbie Gold lives there. rough, roof. Like that's, that's how that should be handled. So it just, like I, t- I just think it's kind of a, kind of a bizarre comment, kind of a bizarre thing to say afterwards. And and I could see how that might rub some pe- uh, some teammates wrong and rub some people wrong. Oh, of
0: course it's going to yeah. rub people wrong. I mean, again, they want to see you be apologetic. They want to see you feel like, you know, you, this is what your life's about. I mean, your life's work is creating moments like this where you can hit that game winning, winning kick and be the guy. And so it's, It's just surprising, too, to think that even if that's what's going through your mind, like that's where media training comes in. Yeah. Where you don't make those sorts of comments. They pay for professionals to come in and work with guys on the team. I can promise you the kickers are in there and they hear some of the the coaching that goes on and they're not telling them to say that. (laughs) By the way,
1: somebody updated Cody Parkey's Wikipedia page. It now says. Uh, Cody Parkey undrafted free agent in 2014 uh, he has also been a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, Cleveland Browns and Miami Dolphins. He is an NFL uprights kicker. And they put his position, they put his position as professional upright hitter. <laughs> that is brutal. <laughs> is that like the fourth one he's hit this uh, th- year? That is brutal. Uh, let's go live to our Cody Parkey Wikipedia insider who is currently chewing food right here in Fox Sports Radio that Eric Roberts for the latest. So, Eric
11: there's a, also a video getting making the rounds on Twitter. Uh, apparently, in 2016, Cody Parkey posted a video of him kicking the ball, not through a field goal, but hitting a pole, saying Sunday activities. So, of course, that's being yeah that's yeah. being uh, circulated yeah. saying he's been practicing Can, for this. You do that. Can I throw this out
0: aim? though? Is is it worse that we got to see the kick before the timeout go through? Yeah, is absolutely. that is that what makes yeah. it worse? Yeah, absolutely. Because the assumption is then, okay, you got a warm up kick it should be like a free throw. Like most people who played basketball – or even just our fans that watch and have never shot a free throw in their life. If you make the first one, you feel pretty damn confident about the second one, right?
1: Yeah, it's like if you played Human Frogger. You remember that game Frogger, the video game, right? <laughs> where you like you got to try and take your frog and go I, go through traffic. Yeah. All
0: right? Is this gonna be like as you get like further across the lanes across well, the highway? Well, is that I, where you're well, going? I'm, with this I'm
1: one? just saying, like imagine like uh, you're playing Frogger, but you're doing this it is already. It's terrible. <laughs> example. I'm just saying, imagine you're playing Human Frogger and you're just doing it on the train tracks. And so imagine this guy dives across in front of one train and is kind of celebrating a little bit. And then right as he turns around, another comes by and you just see hamburger. Okay. That is what the, that is what it's like. Cause he made the first kick thought he was in the clear. And then you turn around and he misses the second one. It was
0: human frogger that uh, Cody,
1: (laughs) which I don't recommend.
0: Yeah. That is uh, that took a twisted turn, buddy. Hey, we're in
1: radio, man. We've got to paint pictures here. The pictures can't all be pretty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just uh you always find a way to just take it into the uh, just right drive right in the ditch. Look, I mean I, literally.
1: I'm all about making comparisons and there is a segment of the population out there who say, "Yeah, I remember Frogger, but they don't remember the part where the guy successfully runs across a train." Okay. So, look, this is just how it we're tying it full circle here. That is what we do here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to uh to Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. Uh, up next though, there is uh potential questions that need to be answered. About a head coach and his quarterback. All right, so that is coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, a man who never plays Frogger because he's invincible,
10: Steve DeSager. Invincible would have been the title of a Philadelphia Eagles movie with Wahlberg, was it not? <laughs> Cody yes. Parkey, the stat, you know, he signed the four-year deal with Chicago in the offseason. $9 million guaranteed, and then winds up hitting the upright six times his first season with the Bears. Four in one wow. game against the Lions, then the season finale, and then now the playoff game. What What is that? Six uh, times off the upright and this was the upright and the crossbar and then it landed on the goal line no good
1: so he hit the upright six times he's getting paid nine million dollars so they're giving him uh, a million three every time he hits an upright that's (laughs)
10: That's pretty much the contract the guarantees in the contract he could wind up with more than nine mil on that contract you know how football deals go uh,
1: it's good work if you can get it there steve
10: ap said (laughs) in fourth quarters he had been 11 of 12 on field goals had been three for three in this game
1: on field goals i had been a woman until i grew an adam's apple
10: We'll move on again. Late field goal attempt missed, and the Bears are out of the playoffs. 16-15 to Philadelphia. Philly got the short touchdown pass with under a minute to go, and it came on a fourth and goal from the two, ending a 12-play drive. So the Eagles... We'll play at top-seeded New Orleans next Sunday on Fox TV, 440 Eastern Time. That means the Rams host Dallas Saturday night on Fox. Chargers eliminated Baltimore 23-17, Ravens with three turnovers. The Baltimore offense today, 13 drives, just 11 first downs. The game was 23-3 L.A. mid-fourth quarter. Michael Badgley 5-6 of on field goals for the winning side, including a 53-yarder. He made four in the first half, and it was 12-0 Charger lead at the break. L.A. at New England next Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, temperature in the 20s. The Colts will play at top-seeded Kansas City on Saturday, 4.30 Eastern. In the NBA, Minnesota beat the Lakers today, and then the Timberwolves fired coach Tom Thibodeau after the game. He was also president of basketball operations. Assistant Ryan Saunders will be interim coach for the rest of the season. GM Scott Layton will run the front office there. NBA wins for the Clippers and Brooklyn, Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta got a win. Washington won at Oklahoma City 116-98. Russell Westbrook a triple-double but with eight turnovers. And currently with five minutes to go, Toronto winning again. Raptors beating Indiana 109-96. College Hoops wins in the top 20 for Michigan and Houston, each still undefeated. We'll be back to the show in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers.
8: From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
4: are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
10: One college hoops note, Kansas Center, Adoka Azubuki, out for the season, tore a ligament in his wrist in practice. The MRI was today. Back to you.
1: Thanks, Steve. We are uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Um, Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, normally we hear from a guy called the the Prop Bet Monster. Or not the Prop Bet, that's a different show. Sorry, I'm getting my shows confused. Yeah, I'm crossing the streams here. Sorry about that. Uh, There's a skirmish on the air that may involve your brother-in-law, Brady Quinn, uh, between the Penguins and the Blackhawks. Your brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, who plays for the uh, Penguins. And uh, I thought he was in a little bit of a fight. I was getting ready to leave the studio to go back him up. My guy. Jack Johnson. Uh, so you I got guys a got pretty close yeah, in a definitely. short
0: amount of time. You guys got really close. Yeah, I
1: agree. I definitely agree. Um, uh, treated me nicer than uh, a couple of your buddies. Uh, all right, so um, yeah, so that's surprising. Uh, so we will have uh, potentially a visit from uh, Live Bet Jesus. Um, yeah, look, and he is uh, he is he does crash the boards uh, quite a bit. So potentially a visit from Live Bet Jesus. I don't know what he's going to bet on. I hope on. not.
0: I mean, what's he going
1: to bet on? I don't know. Does he really add value to the show? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, it makes you wonder, has though. He, has
0: he won lately? It seems like he's always struggling.
1: Uh, I think he won last week or the week
0: before. I, mean, I, I, I wasn't he? on either one of those, oh, okay. so I don't know. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, a guy writes in on uh, Twitter. Uh, Drew says, uh, I'm familiar with hitting things, or I'm familiar with things hitting my upright sign thick folds. So, again, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that we have to take this into the
0: gutter. Interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is I, that a new one? Has that one been around? I'm not familiar. I. I, just, I mean, based on the description of the fencer, it, it probably would be fitting if you were asking me about his legs.
1: Uh, I just, here's what I think those sincerely or signed or yours truly, old school sports radio uh, tweets or emails that come through, I can't get enough of those. I really can't. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just so wonderful and so much fun. So, um, all right. So potentially live bet Jesus coming up uh, ten minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. What he's going to bet on? I have no idea. Maybe he'll bet on this uh, crummy uh, fantasy fiction movie or whatever this garbage is on TV two here in the studio. Um, <laughs> Clash of the Titans. That's not Clash of the Titans. I remember Clash of the Titans, and there was a woman who had snakes on her face. They just literally killed her. Did they? Yes. But she was on there. Yes. What was her name? Uh, Medusa. Ma- yeah, Medusa. Yeah, she had snakes on her face, and she turns you to stone when you look at Gosh, her. Gosh,
0: we need football season yeah, more so than tell ever. Me about it. This this is what the future <laughs> yeah, entails. Tell me about this it. is what <laughs> we've got in front of us. All right, okay, so uh, so we will uh, dive hey, back hey, into something. Hey, be mad, mad that I know my Roman mythology. I'm not mad about it. I'm yeah. saying, why in the world are we talking about this right yeah, now? Yeah, I don't know why
1: either. All right, can we get back on track here? Let me ask you this: uh, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, Have the questions been answered, Brady Quinn, about Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott? They have won a playoff game, celebration time in the Big D, as Dallas will go on to lose next week to the Rams. (laughs)
0: Um, I I think it's satisfied, Jerry Jones, but I don't don't know. I mean, if we want to be completely transparent about the evaluation of Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott and what the expectations are in Dallas – can you honestly feel like that performance was enough? I mean, I think in order for for people to get off of Jason Garrett's back and you know feel that Dak Prescott truly should be their franchise quarterback for the long term, you got to win where no one expects you to. That's that, that's the one thing that I think changes the perception of coaches and players when that's the case. And if they win this week you got to give him credit, right? And I think that will change the perception of both those two figures. And There's no doubt. There's no doubt. They're going to be, you know, Garrett's going to be extended after 2019 because that's when he uh, – technically that's when his contract expires. And I think Dak Prescott is going to be getting the type of fruitful deal that – he's going to get a deal, but the fruitful one that I think he's looking for. But the reaction from that game and winning that game – I don't know how you felt looking at it, but I felt like there was this huge weight lifted off the shoulders of both Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott. And, you know, the bottom line is if you're a betting guy and and you had the Cowboys, they pushed, right? Or the yeah. Seahawks, for that matter. Well, if
1: you had them two and a half, you can thank uh, Sebastian Janikowski's leg for nearly exploding uh, before the end <laughs> of the first half uh, because otherwise, um, you know, there, there wouldn't be going for two at certain points. You'd probably win the game. Right.
0: Um, but but going back to it, it's it just it felt like there was a huge weight lifted off their shoulders. Like that was a pressure cooker situ- situation. It shouldn't have been. It it really shouldn't have been. You won the NFC East. You're playing at home. Like you should be able to handle your business if you're the Cowboys and you're that confident in actually being able to obtain the Super Bowls that Jerry Jones is so desperately trying to get back to. Like that should be a very winnable game, even though I think the Seattle Seahawks were one of the tougher outs uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. It um, just—I I got the sense that it was just like uh, there was all this tension, and then all this relief when they finally won that game.
1: I feel though, and and we're getting late uh, against it here, so I don't know if you want to pick this conversation back up after the break because I do think there's an element to Jason Garrett that doesn't get respected enough. Um, he's got one losing season his entire time in Dallas, and that one losing yeah. season was when Tony Romo got injured and there was no real plan for a backup behind him. Do we do we criticize him fairly or is it because he's the coach of the Cowboys?
0: Uh it's it's because he's the coach of the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, it's like being the manager of the Yankees. Yeah. I, I think you're held to a different standard because of the history and also because of the ownership structure and what you know Jerry Jones says publicly. I, I think the crazy thing is like Jerry Jones made some comments after the game and my first thought was <laughs> yeah. like he, you know, he was talking about how oh, they shouldn't be in a certain position, all that. It,
1: it changed the narrative on Jason yeah.
0: Garrett. It, it changed the narrative. That, I'm like, it was your narrative. Yes, like, you're the one talking <laughs> after games, creating the narrative of Jason Garrett because you control his job security. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess it did. Uh, because, but, but then, really, did it? If you came out afterwards and you're you're trying to state that that's yes. the case. I, I don't know. Jason anyway.
1: Garrett, you know how narratives get built when you have your own radio show as an owner twice a week on a 103.5 in Dallas? <laughs> All right, When you have your own radio show <laughs> twice a week as an owner, you kind of create those narratives. That's that's how that works. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it is um, it is interesting to see how he is uh, criticized. All right. Uh, Jonah Stocks, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier coming up next we do have a a developing situation um live bet jesus has tweeted i don't know what the hell he's going to bet on uh if he's going to bet at all but there could be a potential appearance from live bet jesus next year on fox sports radio brady quinn how excited are you
0: I, i would say this to our listeners if you have to go number two, go now and then miss this next segment yeah. with uh, Live Bed Jesus. Just come back at the top of the next hour because you're not going to miss anything. So take <laughs> right. your time. Go ahead and uh, get yourself some wet wipes, too. They're like breath mints. uh Breath mitts for your backside. All right, there it, it is.
1: There yeah. it is. Uh, he is the squatty potty of
8: sports talkie, Brady Quinn. We've got more next. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
4: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
1: That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so there has been a tweet sent out by Live Bet Jesus. Apparently he says he's going to be making a pick. I have no idea what the hell he's gonna bet on. Uh there is no football, uh which is depressing to think about, but uh but nonetheless he will be making an appearance. Brady, I know you missed him, and I know you're
0: really looking forward to this. I'm not even gonna acknowledge the tweet. That's how little I care about him potentially <laughs> joining the show here. Soon. You're so I mean, negative, me, man. I'm but, I'm not, I'm just you know, he he's he's not gonna have much to say. He's probably bummed about The Bears Eagles game, you know, could almost guarantee you he had the Bears there probably, and probably had the over. I don't know why he would have. No,
1: I've got it on good authority. He definitely did not pick the Bears. Uh, Definitely
0: did not. I I don't believe that for a second. Now, if you would have told me he took the under, okay, believable, but he definitely took the Bears.
1: Um most heart so say you suffer a heartbreaking loss like the bears did what do you yeah. do do you are you even in the mood to go out in public because there's some guys that just oh, go out no. and want to forget about no. it you just go straight yeah home? no
0: no you you go home and uh you grab your finest scotch whiskey bourbon whatever it is you drink rips it and in, uh maybe. yeah you just sit in that really really big comfortable chair you got every every guy's got one there's always one in the mm-hmm. house and maybe it's on the couch. But there's always that one spot it's comfortable, you know what I'm talking about. yeah you go kick back uh, with with you know one of those in your hand and you just you go to town yeah and then you wake up tomorrow morning.
1: you ever cry after a loss?
0: um gosh, yeah, I'm sure I mean the the one time that sticks out was uh, state playoffs my senior year in high school, yeah, because at that point you know you 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 felt like you grew up with all the guys you're playing with, and that was the tough part. You know, you're so close with so many of those guys, and you talk about that from the time you're in elementary school playing together. Hmm. So at that point, yeah. Um, after that, I'm, I'm not so sure. Maybe a couple other times.
1: I never cried after a loss in high school. You want to know why? Why is that? Because I usually never played, so it wasn't my fault we lost.
0: <laughs>
1: what <if> I care? <laughs> hey, way to go, guys. Why uh, you not know, pick it up?
0: You know what guys do? Because I think they, a lot of players, one when the season's over, it, it stinks because you know how much you put into it. But for others too, man, it's emotional because you're passionate about it, and you know, especially if you're, you know, an older player, you only get so many opportunities, and you know, you know, sometimes you have those those years that are just kind of outlier years. Like Prince Mukamura, he had a great year for the Bears this year. He really did. Yeah. And you know you don't know if he's gonna be able to replicate that. You don't know if he's gonna be able to stay healthy. You know all all those questions kind of come up in the back of your mind. It, it's a pretty young team, and, but and, you can't take those things for granted. And that's why because it's it's frustrating. It's heartbreaking. That's the only way to describe it.
1: And don't and also the Bears were pretty healthy, all things considered, compared to a lot of teams in the NFL. You just can't expect you're gonna have that kind of luck two years in a row. it just no. doesn't work that way. No. Um All right. So live by Jesus and a. a a tweet in and he said uh, good evening my children there is a game to bet we will march in all caps together next on Fox sports radio what does that mean March does it mean like is he like hinting at like March Madness college basketball what do you think he means
0: it'd have to be I would think it'd be like the USC Stanford or something I mean th- that those two teams are playing maybe you get a glimpse of that going on um which you know Stanford was mounting a comeback but it seems like USC is back in control and it, you know if I know live bed Jesus He will pick USC for one reason and one reason only. He loves their mascot, and he uses them quite often, if you know what I mean. Nobody...
1: Oh, step aside. What a beautiful transition that was. The lights have got out in the studio. It's going to be a rainy night here in Southern California. And if you thought it was cloudy before, you got no idea. The clouds have formed. They are now parting as a beaming light shines down into the studio here at Fox Sports Radio. And a piece of paper is dangling. Sl- I hope that's paper. Uh, dangling slowly down onto the desk here at Fox Sports Radio. I'm going to read its contents on the air to see what the pick is. All right, here we go. You ready, Brady? This is not a radio gag. Here we go.
0: <laughs> it is tonight. That, was, that wasn't as long as it normally is. We don't have time.
1: It is tonight <laughs> on the 6th day of January 2019 that I Live Bet Jesus proclaimed the pick to be... Penguins minus one. That's what he meant. March of the Penguins.
0: March of the Penguins.
1: And your brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, plays for the Penguins. It's a family affair, Brady.
0: Go Penguins.
1: Yeah, let's get paid. So a wild weekend in the NFL. All sorts of juicy stuff going down, including... Really bad news for the rest of the league. We'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of moments. He is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. As we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico, visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, so uh, Brady Quinn, uh, we must reset uh, for the audience, for the people that are either just waking up from a drunken stupor Uh, or the people that uh, maybe have been away and are unaware, the Philadelphia Eagles are on to the NFC Divisional Playoffs. They will play at New Orleans next week. Uh, Philadelphia upsetting the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field. Cody Parkey, an opportunity to win the game, 10 seconds left from 43 yards. Hits the upright, then hits the crossbar. Game over. Philly moves on. How do you see Philly matching up next week
0: with New Orleans? Not well. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> it, 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 I mean I don't know that anyone matches up with uh, New Orleans well, especially playing in their house. They're just they're they're so difficult. They're so tough to beat. Uh, but as far as look their defensive line, especially the interior with Fletcher Cox, uh, Michael Bennett in particular when they move them inside on passing downs, they're tough, man. When you, you when you bring in that speed rush package with with Fletcher Cox and Michael Bennett, Chris Long, um, and you start bringing those guys. I, I think they can challenge the New Orleans offensive line. Um, the the question is going to become whether or not this have Philly. Well, it's the secondary. It's also the linebackers. Because yeah. if you think about it, as much as it's Michael Thomas, which there's no one in Philly who's going to be able to match up against them, they could still play bracket coverage and put two guys on them. So then it becomes who's going to be able to match up with the running backs. And that's where there's a decisive advantage both with Ingram and and, and Kamara. So, look, I, I think they can potentially keep it close. They're going to need Nick Foles to play one of his best games, and he's going up against a defense that's played some really, really good football. And they've had a week to do some advanced scouting and prep, and now they're going to have you know, their, them coming into their house. Um, but, again, Philly's got momentum, man. And, and when you start winning games like the way they have and like they are doing, especially considering they're the defending Super Bowl champs, sometimes it's just a sense of belief. And, and maybe that belief creeps into the minds of your opponent. And maybe the Saints are thinking in the back of their head, is this destiny once again? Like, are we going to fall victim to a team that just figures out a way to win? I mean, I know last year it was the Vikings, but still. Could this happen two years in a row to a Saints team? I don't know, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's uh. so, so look, Philadelphia is moving on. That's going to be a fun matchup. Dallas um, at the Rams is going to be uh, – to me, Dallas outside of, of Dallas is just a different team. Like You yeah. can't deny it. They're just a different football team. Uh, there are three wins this year. Uh, one was Week 17 against the Giants. that was worthless because uh, the Giants were a bad football team. The other was a really bizarre, I believe, a Sunday night game against Philly. And then the other one was against Atlanta, who was ravaged by injuries, and they were awful. Other than that, they lost every single game on the road. Like, Why is there such a difference between Dallas
0: on the road and Dallas at home? Uh, I just I think it's usually the case for most teams going on the road, with the exception of the Chargers, because yeah. they've played every single game on the road this year. They live out of a, uh. out of a hotel. <laughs> what do you mean? They're used well, I mean, to Phillip it. Philip Rivers lives out of, like a conversion he van. He, ta- he uh. takes.
1: He takes. Philip Rivers. I think he takes. Um, is Steve Desager. There is Desager there right now. Uh, you DeSager, mentioned. Yeah, he is. Does um, Steve Desager is our uh, connection? Uh, he is our liaison with the L. A. Chargers. Philip Rivers still lives in the San Diego area, Yes, but he takes a car ride to Mm -hmm. practice every day?
10: Yeah, practice is in Costa Mesa, which is nowhere near Los Angeles. It's South Orange (laughs) County. So it's actually not as far as it sounds because he lives, I believe, North San Diego County, driving up to South Orange County. And that way he can actually get film work done or paperwork done and not be the driver.
1: That's I mean that that's that's how awkward their situation is. And of
10: course is. he has 52 kids back at home that oh, are not going to be leaving right. the neighborhood. Oh, and Jesus. by the way, the Chargers are now 9 and 0 outside of LA this season. Yeah. Remember their yeah. one road oh. loss was against the Rams at the Coliseum. They won on the road today. They won a London game outside of LA, nine and zero.
1: Yeah, so so it's it's the, the Chargers are in a bizarre spot. Uh, so you've got the Cowboys going to the Rams next week. Like we mentioned this earlier in um, in the year, it's not like the Rams have a devastating home field advantage. Do you think anybody's intimidated going to LA to play in the Coliseum in January when the weather's nice?
0: No, I don't know that they're ever really that intimidated going there. Might be sprinkling um, next weekend, guys. Look oh, out. Oh, God <clears> forbid. <yeah. laughs> God forbid. <laughs> well and, and it's not the loudest venue. It's it's just not. I mean, from an acoustic standpoint, it's not really built up to be as loud as, for example, going to New Orleans. It's a it's a completely different experience. But you know, for for a team to be so drastically different at home on the road, it, it always comes down to communication. And, and what you typically find is the margins that I say this all the time to you—they're never as big as people think, and that's why on any given Sunday, any team can beat any team. But it's communication. It's sometimes it's so loud in these NFL venues on the road, it is deafening, and it just takes that that little bit of hesitation, that lack of communication, the the pre-snap you know false start penalties, those sorts of things, to put you behind the sticks. It's just that little bit of an edge. That's all the opponent needs, the home team needs in order to win games, and that's what I think plagues most teams, and it's, it's been an issue, I think, for, for Dallas a little bit this year on the road, but that's usually the case for any team at home versus on the road.
10: And two other things, guys, before I step out. One, the capacity at the Coliseum is less now while things are under construction. Replacing the press box, they're building a seven-story tower that's going to have clubs and dining lounge and all of that. All right. Also, the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins have Sounds fallen fierce. behind in the Thank third you, third Thanks. period. We Penguins are down. All all right. Right. We got it, Steve. Thanks, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. You
0: know that was almost the kiss of you know what, death. You know what by his name way. Live <laughs> bet Jesus betting on the, pen. Hey, the He's not death. called Live hey,
10: Bet Loser for hey, nothing. Hey, why don't we? Why don't we? Why
0: don't we rename
1: him? Why don't we rename him to, to Steve DeHater, Hater? Okay, why don't we call him that from now on? Uh, that's a good one. I'm tired that's, of that, it. Yeah, I'm sure he's never heard that <laughs> before. Steve DeHater. Hater. Have you ever heard that before, Steve?
10: Well, it doesn't usually apply. It's oh, yeah. just I would revel in it on this show. Yeah, It's called.
1: <laughs> called it. Hey, Brady, how about that? That's called. Uh, just came up with that on the fly. Uh, not everything yeah, needs yeah. to be prepped. Really original. Yeah. All right. So uh, so thank you to Steve DeHater. We'll be hearing from him in about uh, 20 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. Let me, can I just ask you, if, if you were to pick an upset this upcoming weekend, a, a team going on the road, a lower seeded team beating a higher seeded team, wh- if you had to bet on one, who would you bet on? Colts, Kansas City. Bingo. Yeah. 100% agree. Who the hell wants to play Andrew Luck, that Andre the Giant stunt double right now in the playoffs? Who wants to play him?
0: You know what the good thing is about his neck beard? Unlike Carson Wentz, if he did have one of those whiteheads, yeah. couldn't see it. Yeah, that's true. Couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I, lost in all the shrubbery on his neck.
1: It is. Uh, d- it definitely lost. Um, he is man. He's <laughs> he looks fantastic. Like that team is rolling right now, and for a team who didn't have a head coach until February, <laughs> because uh, or, or almost middle of February, uh, Frank Reich's done a hell of a job, and Indianapolis went in there to Houston on Saturday and just. Gave the Texans a beating uh, in Houston, and if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, that's a concerning matchup.
0: Uh, a big time matchup. When you look at the way Andrew Luck can control a game, and and they can do this, they can run the football a little bit now. That that's changed. This isn't the same Colts team that we remember the past couple years. It's different. They got Marlon Mack. He's going to be the featured back with the way the offensive line's blocking up front. They can they can run the football a little bit, but he's so precise throwing the football. I mean, it, their only knock on Luck is the amount of interceptions he throws. And typically, regular season is a double digit guy. He takes chances. Uh, he'll take shots downfield when they're there, but. He's typically pretty accurate, and they're, and they're typically calculated. You know, he's not the type of guy that you would confuse for a gunslinger, even though he, he tends to throw some picks. I think it, it was more of a product of sometimes their their teams being in shootouts and him having to take chances. But that defense has improved yep. so much. I mean, Matt Eberflus, their defensive coordinator, who, back to your original point, I mean, he signed up to be on Josh McDaniels' staff, and so that fell through. Frank Reich gets hired. And he still stays on and honors his commitment to Jim Ursay. and we'll we'll get to him in a second. But I mean, and now the guys interviewing for head coaching jobs. Yeah. But the, the the job that he's done, um, I know they talked about it a ton on the ESPN broadcast. But the way he plays, the techniques, the different shades up front on the defensive line, the way he mixes in the pressure, and just how these guys are coached up it's just you get the sense that they're going to have a great game plan for uh, Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs uh, offense.
1: Uh, Do you think Josh McDaniels regrets his decision?
0: No. I think he'll have potentially a couple opportunities this offseason, and if he wants to leave, he can leave. Because think about it. If you're Josh McDaniels, you really can't make the wrong decision. The the wrong decision would have only been leaving, and then all of a sudden you going to the Colts and having to play – you know, the New England Patriots with Tom Brady and and them beating you, essentially. And maybe it's his last one, maybe it's not. Like, wouldn't you rather be along for the ride in New England as the OC than the head coach that gets beat by him?
1: That's why it doesn't make sense. Now that we're looking at Josh McDaniels connected to all these openings, extremely excited about the potential of the Browns, uh, interested in the Packers. Like, hold on. So then why why did you turn down the Colts a year ago? Like, to me, I, I thought at the time that the, the feeling in New England was that he's going to be the heir apparent. They can't publicly say that because of the Rooney rule and all that. But if Josh McDaniels takes one of these other jobs, I'm confused. Why did you go back to New England? What happened with the Colts that led you to believe this wasn't going to work out? Because now you're looking at a team – who Quinton Nelson is unbelievable. Like you don't know how good an offensive lineman he is. People are actually watching an offensive lineman while the game's going on live just to see what he does to another human being.
0: Uh, D- <laughs> Darius Leonard, no, I'm telling you, he's he's crazy, man. No, it's. I mean, he he made Davion Clowney. Cl- Cl- he was in a contract year yes. and has played really well. He made him look he like he was a little boy. Him. Yeah, he, he just absolutely him. shoved him around all game. It, it almost felt like bullying. And then yes. you're like, oh, no, this is football. This is legal. This is what, like, it, bullies do – in between the whistles. That's completely legal.
1: Darius Leonard, second round pick out of South Carolina State. Home run pick. He was an all-pro, wasn't he? almost positive he was an all-pro yeah, this year. He,
0: he led the league in tackles. So you 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 hit home
1: runs on on first round draft pick and a second round draft pick. Andrew Luck's playing better at this point than anybody thought that he'd be playing and he looks completely healthy. The offensive line is better. The defense is better. The coaching staff is much better than you thought. You've got $100 plus million plus in salary cap space going going into the offseason, and you've got a ton of draft picks and you've got Chris Ballard, a GM who is probably the executive of the year. If I'm Josh McDaniels, there's not a small party that looks at that and goes, damn it. <laughs> like what? Like if I was going to leave, that would have been the one to go to. And now he's got to either stick around new England. That's why it doesn't make sense for him to, to, to take another job this year, unless he wasn't promised something in new England, but he got bad vibes from Indianapolis. It just, something doesn't add up to me.
0: Here's what I know. Uh, contracts are complicated right like there's another issue right now where there's a head coaching candidate who is currently in college and he's an offensive coordinator but he's not given the ability to interview for head coaching jobs we're we're getting into that yes we can get into that next but that has everything to do with the language in his contract because whoever did that deal didn't do a good enough job to realize that this could happen right now and and I, look it's a bad look on the part of the university to not allow a guy who's it's not like, a, it's not like he's a head coach he's an offensive coordinator and and you're not going to let him at least go interview for a head coaching job if people are you know come calling it, it just it seems like a bad message to not only that that coach but every other coach and I'm talking about Cliff Kingsbury at USC but in this case here's, here's what I know Josh McDaniels fired Bob Lamont. And clearly there was something that wasn't right about that deal. And, you know, the Colts put one foot in front of the other probably before they should have. And they went public with the fact they were going to hire him. And I know there were some, you know, assistants like Matt Eberflus that were a part of that staff. But I don't know that that was necessarily by design. I think some people jumped the ship. They came in there and there were some, you know, fine details that weren't necessarily ironed out. And as you would expect, it became public, and next thing you know, you know, until the ink hits the paper, until everything's dry, that thing is not done. And I think maybe at the end of it, he ended up, you know, making a change, and he does have different representation now. So I think that's maybe part of it. And you know, New England, who he's he's built a lot of equity with, they knew, he, you know, they they knew he's a good coach, they knew he could come back. He negotiated that deal and then found new representation. So I, I don't I don't know that it's I don't know that it's as easy as just saying, you know, something didn't feel right. I think it could have just been where a bad business deal ends up becoming public and it doesn't go well. And then everyone kind of had, had aligned the pieces. Because here's the other thing that's happening right now, Jonas. If you're an owner and, and I'm interviewing you to be, be my next head coach, which God forbid that ever happens, because I can only imagine oh, come on. the things that you would say and the things that you would do in that meeting, especially if I'm Jim Ursay. Like I could, you two together in an interview would be amazing. Oh, I'm not oh. sure where it would go. But. <laughs> I thought they were going to um, go <laughs> to, to a strip club is where it would go. Uh, probably, probably. Uh, what's the good stake at St. Elmo's? You go to St. Elmo's first there in Indianapolis, then you'd go somewhere else. Yeah, true. Um, no, but here's what they're asking of you. They're going to say, okay, who's your staff right now? I, I want to know who your OC is going to be, who your defensive coordinator is going to be, all your assistants. They want to know every single person who's going to be a part of that staff, and you, you got to be able to answer all those questions. So to sit there and say like of course everything was going to be aligned and and those guys are going to be able to ready ready to hop on board that that happens often but the way it all worked out in the end it, it's unfortunate but look at the end of the day it's it's probably worked out better for the Colts.
1: Yeah, no I agree. And uh, and if you're the Indianapolis Colts and you're an Indianapolis Colts fan or um, you're, uh, you're Chris Ballard or Jim Mersey and you are really bothered by what Josh McDaniels did. If you want to feel better about yourselves and your organization after Josh McDaniels uh, presumably burned you a year ago, go to Google and just type in two words, Manny Diaz. Okay, just type in those two words, and then uh, and then you'll probably feel better about how things went with uh, Josh McDaniels. Because you want to talk about somebody who burned uh, a program, uh, just go, uh, go ahead and look up Manny Diaz. All right, how about that? Huh? How about that?
0: It's, uh, it's not very nice what he did. But, yeah. you know, that's how the business works, man. That, and then again, that's why these student-athletes should be able to transfer when they want. It shouldn't be held against them if something like this happens. Agreed.
1: Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, one NFL team and two potential controversies and conspiracies involving this one NFL team. Find out what this is. Shocking revelations next here on FSR.
7: Playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity
8: voice remote. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
4: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
1: That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. In uh, about i to call it maybe seven minutes from now here on FSR. We're going to have our first edition of over-unders in 2019 here on Fox Sports Radio. So it was a huge year in over-unders for me in 2018. Yeah, Total we domination. Total domination. Well, it was better than the two that I won the year before. So it's an upgrade, and that's uh, all we do here is look for signs of improvement here on the show. So we will get to that uh, about uh, six, seven minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Brady. Brady. We've got to get to a uh, a story that I think could uh, could linger on into the postseason because I think somebody might have some questions to to answer to. Uh, somebody, really? Yeah, somebody might have some explaining to do. Um, that somebody is the uh, the Wild Man himself, the Ooh. Wild Man himself of Indianapolis, uh, who has had his own uh, issues from time to time. Jim Irsay, who went into the locker room after the Colts' victory over the Texans. And uh, well, he uh, he sounded like this.
0: No one gets singled out for good, bad, or indifferent, as Coach said. But you know me; I'm a perfectionist, guys. (laughs) I know you guys, and you got more in the tank, okay? There we go. Like 31 points, maybe, maybe. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a Scrooge. I'm not Scrooge. I love you guys. Love
6: it. it.
9: You know me, I'm Tourist, always got, I, I,
0: I, I'm, a, I'm a rainmaker. You know, I'm not, it's party time though for you guys. Hey! So the only thing I'm going to say, because we win as a team and lose as a team, as Coach said, damn it, men, we can play better, okay? Yeah. Damn it, we can play better. I know we can play better, but I am so proud of you guys. Okay. Uh, one question has to be asked. Please, please ask uh, that. Was he bombed? That did not sound like the words of uh, someone who was coherent. Okay. I'll oh. put it that way. All right. Like uh, I, I, I think you and I both know he he didn't seem like he was sober.
1: It, it would. I'll say in all seriousness, he was excited. He yeah. was excited about it, the win. Excited. It was uncomfortable. It's like um, the look on Frank Reich and the look on some of the players' faces were like, oh, man, here goes Uncle Jim again. God, he's
0: going to give one of those speeches. (laughs) It it (laughs) reminded (laughs) me of Uncle Eddie. It's like you've got the Uncle Eddie that comes around once a year. And and,
1: and he's he's drinking eggnog out of the uh, the moose antler glass
0: (laughs) (laughs) for the holidays. It's revisionist history, though. Like, he talks about being down at a 14-point deficit. What?
1: Yeah. What?
0: when did that happen? Yeah, was I watching a different <laughs> game? When were they down fourteen to nothing?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it was an odd look. Now, here there are a couple of things. So, so one, like if you are the NFL, an owner for a team goes into the locker room and he potentially was hammered. All right, so that's kind of an odd look and maybe not the best look uh, to give off while while it's being, uh, you know, while it's being filmed and on television. There is also the um, the reference to "I am a rainmaker." Right now, <laughs> now, from where I come from, uh, Rainmaker would, would, would be saying that, uh, look, I make it rain when I go to certain clubs, and those certain clubs are where women aren't wearing um, usually a whole lot of anything, and uh, you make it rain when you're dropping cash out of the sky. That's the only rainmaking that I know of, because I don't believe that he is uh, a weatherman. All right, from my understanding. <laughs> so there's that also that needs to be uh, looked into by the NFL. Here's the other one. When he references and emphasizes the number 31, what is he getting at? Okay? <laughs> and when he says, uh, I'm just going to leave it at that, what is he getting at? Did he potentially have money on the game? Like, there's a lot of issues with well,
0: this. Well, here's here's what I don't really know how to take that, because the over-under for the game was set at 48 and a half. Yes. Okay. So let's just say in this scenario, this hypothetical scenario, mm-hmm. the Colts scored 31. The Texans only scored 7. So I, I, it's not like that hits the over. It's not like that has any significance whatsoever. Uh, so I'm not sure what he's really referring to in that regard.
1: Look, and he may have live bet it.
0: Right. And so the, the live bet could have come into play. Maybe that's part of it, which is... Again, kind of kind of odd, but it, I don't have I don't have that number off the top of my head. Uh, I know it wouldn't have impacted the spread, right? Because they, they far exceeded the expectations. The Colts actually got a point and a half, so um, you know they won it by two scores. Yeah. So that wasn't impacted by it. it. It's odd that he would talk about thirty one <laughs> in that manner. You know, nah. and, and but he had to have known there was cameras uh, there, right?
1: I don't know. Well, and here's the other thing. Look, when you're drunk, sometimes your math's not the best. You ever seen somebody try and add the tip and then add that to the total when they're paying their tab and they're hammered? Yeah. Like, the math doesn't work sometimes. Uh, you know, carry the two, uh, bring over a one, and you know they've got a tip ten on twenty eight, and they put uh, fourteen instead. Like it just it doesn't. You know, to maybe he just you know thought that they. Uh, that they needed a certain number of points and they didn't get it bottom line it was an uncomfortable look for Jim Mercsey uh, a lot of things have to be called into question that being said I got no issue with it uh, I wish every owner was like that I'll be honest <laughs> I really don't like I think it's great good for Jim Mercy I'd love to have him on the show as a guest
0: can can I ask you this though yeah it, what is the one thing that could potentially stand in the way of the Colts like being in this spot not just this year whether it beat Casey or not but for like for years to come. What what's the one thing standing in their way?
1: Um, ooh, that's a uh, uh, that's a good question.
0: Um Jim <laughs> I Mersey mean, I it sounds <laughs> awful to say, Fine. but like if, if you looked at that organization and you're looking at one downside and, and again, maybe like Josh McDaniels was already a head coach. Yeah. So he might have looked and said, you know, ownership structure is important. <laughs> it's it's the reason why I took the Denver Broncos job and I had the opportunity, and we got down to some of the fine print and dealing with Jim Ursay and my agent and all this stuff. It wasn't going to work out for me. You know, sometimes that's that's part of making those decisions. Right. And, but you'd have to admit, this might be the only thing that stands in their way of having perennial success. Or
1: maybe Josh McDaniels was like, you know, I got that Irish blood in me. Probably not the best thing to be around Jim Ursay a bunch. You know, like a, <laughs> you know, like it pulls me in sometimes. You know, Sometimes it just yeah. kind of
0: pulls me back in
1: you know how that goes
0: uh yeah because i'm irish but yeah, yeah yeah of course okay
1: i mean it's not look and i'm not making any accusations i mean you know i'm not saying that jim mercy is the type of guy who on you know saint patty's day while he's doing a bicep curls in the garage is drinking a stella i'm not making those kind of accusations i wouldn't do that here on the air yeah okay yeah, no, and who, who would
0: in their right mind anyway? i don't
1: know i have, I have yeah. no idea huge meathead yeah i have no idea It's impressive, though. All right, Jonas Knox, uh, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. Coming up next, it is the debut edition in 2019 of Over-Unders. Also, this is the dreaded Double T's. we do need to quickly talk about a conspiracy theory Brady Quinn has involving a quarterback in the NFL. So all that is coming up next here on FSR, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, Steve DeSager.
10: Philadelphia and the Chargers with the NFL playoff wins. Tonight, it was the Eagles winning at Chicago 16-15 on a short touchdown pass with under a minute to go. The Bears on a late field goal attempt hit the upright, then the crossbar. It landed on the goal line. No good. The Eagles as a team, 23 carries, just 42 yards rushing, and one the game the Bears all-time are 1-15 in playoff games when trailing after the third quarter, and they trailed at home after the third tonight, 10-6. to So it's the Eagles moving on to play at top-seeded New Orleans next Sunday on Fox TV 440 Eastern Time. In November, Philadelphia lost at New Orleans 48-7. Carson Wentz that day threw three interceptions. The Rams will host Dallas Saturday night on Fox TV. The Chargers advanced, winning at Baltimore 23-17. They sacked Lamar Jackson seven times. The rookie quarterback had one interception, one fumble. In fact, he was just two of eight passing in the first half. The Chargers led 23-3 mid-fourth quarter. Michael Badgley, LA rookie kicker, five of six on field goals, including making a 53-yarder. The Chargers are at cold New England next Sunday. The Colts play Saturday at top-seeded Kansas City. College football's national championship game is tomorrow night. In the NBA, Minnesota beat the Lakers, then the Timberwolves fired coach Tom Thibodeau after the game. He was also president of basketball operations. Wins for the Clippers and Brooklyn. Atlanta got a rare victory. Washington won at Oklahoma City 116-98. Russell Westbrook with a triple-double in the loss and eight turnovers. Toronto defeated Indiana 121-105. The Raptors from three-point range 17 for 33. Charlotte has just won the late game at Phoenix 119-113. College Hoops wins in the top 20 for Michigan and Houston, each still undefeated. In golf, the winner in Hawaii, the tournament of champions, Xander Shoffley. Thanks to his final round, 62, he one by a stroke. We'll be back to the show in ten seconds, but first a word from farmers. From
8: a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
4: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
10: Well, we can update an NHL game. We Jonas. don't need
1: to, though, Steve. <laughs> I definitely don't need to at all. Because who, who cares about the NHL?
10: Might be a late empty netter, but it's now 5-3 Blackhawks at Pittsburgh final seconds. Hey,
1: you know what? Uh, these are warm-up rounds, all right? It's for the uh, the real stuff that counts later on in the year for like Losing
10: later bets later in other shows. <laughs> uh, all right. What uh, a great start to 2019. Right?
1: So, uh, so we appreciate the uh, contributions from Steve DeHater uh, so far on the show. As he There's is, a lot uh, of
10: material there. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on FSR, we do have a look ahead at the national championship game, but there's also a developing situation in the NFL involving a controversial play. So we will have that for you 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We do have over-unders here, uh, Brady Quinn, but how many seconds do you need for this conspiracy theory? Is 60 seconds suffice for
0: you? 60 seconds uh, will work. Can we get a clock going, too? Uh, Forget the clock.
1: Okay. Can we get the live studio band in here to play some conspiracy theory music? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love Unsolved Mysteries. Update. A man disappeared into the woods. He went to go comb his hair and discovered it wasn't a comb, but the hand of a missing person. That and more this week. On unsolved mysteries.
0: Remember the show?
1: <laughs> great.
0: I don't ever remember a title like that going into it. No, but, I don't either. Uh, no it was great show. We All do right. have the clock starting. Let's so us go. It's as simple as this. I just asked you what's the only thing that could stand in the way of the Colts, and if we look backwards, I, I do think that it took Andrew Luck not being there last year for this organization to realize what they were missing and what they needed. And the conspiracy theory is, What did his shoulder need work done? Yes. Was it as bad as maybe everyone plays it out? Maybe not so much. Maybe it was more about there was no point coming back to a team that wasn't going to have a shot at the postseason, that was only going to potentially damage him worse or get him hurt worse with a surgically repaired shoulder. And maybe he took off some additional time and wanted to be away from the team and all that for this team to get themselves back where they need to be in order for them to have a shot at going to the playoffs and maybe winning a Super Bowl.
1: So you think Andrew Luck sort of held out to put the pressure on Jim Mercer to improve the roster around him? I, I do. And, wow. and I think
0: to make the right decision, organizational, um, with the coaching staff, with everything else, I think every single part of that – You know, it was maybe a wake-up call for Jim
1: that's that's, I I love that. That's juicy. All right? Send that around. All right? We should send that around. We'll get some buzz on that. I like it. It's juicy. I buy it. And you know what? Not only do I buy it, I hope it's true. I also hope Jim Mersey bet on the game. I hope he was bombed, and I hope he's a rainmaker in strip clubs. I hope all those things are true. <laughs> all right, I'm back on the Colts bandwagon. All right, uh, it is time, though, Brady Quinn, for a little something we do on the show, but we haven't done it since a year, since last year. Can you believe that? Since last year, we've played this game called this.
7: Time to put your money where your mouth is.
1: I have been losing. You know you're a lion, low life gambler,
11: It's over under.
1: And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Eric Roberts.
11: Yes, I do. Th- so I think I'm, we're gonna let's, let's start. Let's start clean, guys. It's a new year. Let's let's not look back to last year. Also, just because we are running super late. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. So here we go. So d- divisional round next weekend, guys. Divisional round. You know. All right. So we're gonna start with road teams. Okay. On the road for the divisional round over under for wins one and a half for road teams. Okay. We got Colts at Chiefs. Cowboys at Rams, Chargers at Patriots, and the Eagles at Saints.
1: Under, yeah, I'll take the under too. Yeah, I, I, I think if the potential upsets are in the AFC, but I don't see both those road teams going and winning games.
11: Who you guys? You got sub one. You guys are gonna stick with the Colts one. You guys talk about by earlier, the way, the possible? How, well, way, it possibly one. Yeah,
1: hey, okay. hey, how juicy would Colts Patriots be in the AFC title game Ooh. after everything that happened in the offseason? Yeah. Oh my
0: god. You know, as the in laws say, forget that. You're also forgetting you know, the play game. It oh started yeah, the play game. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I love it.
1: What Gosh. else? We got, Can you imagine Rob? If the
0: Colts I, lost? They put up another fake
11: banner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're UCF. They're like UCF yeah.
11: of the NFL. Yeah. So, guys, there were five kicks missing the wild card round, so we're going to set the over-under at four and a half. Missed kicks for next weekend's divisional round.
0: Hmm. I'll take the under. Uh, what are the venues again? You got KC. In could us, be a we
11: got in in New Orleans in a dome, outside in New England, outside of L.A., outside of KC.
0: Damn it. Uh, it's said five?
11: <laughs> Oops. Damn it. Four and a half, four and a half. Ooh. That kind
0: of ups the ante a little bit. Um, would you take the under? Jonas? Yeah, I'm sticking with the under. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna take the under. I feel like five would be Good a man. lot. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like 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 that Scantron test when you were younger. They say if you don't know the answer, just guess C. Majority of the time, it's C on the Scantron test. If you don't know the answer, just agree with me. I'm C on the Scantron test.
11: <laughs> I had a professor. I had a professor put an entire test answer C. Just to mess with this class. It did you sucks. just kick your feet up like you just said something <laughs> I did, but I almost, did. <laughs> <Yeah. All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair. I almost fell out of my chair. He said something so
1: profound. And, uh, that's my walk-on. That's my mic drop moment, but I can't drop the mic because we're doing a show, so I put my feet up.
11: <laughs> All right, guys, uh, Cowboys at Rams next week, and we got two um, pretty good running backs in that game, so we're going to set the over-under at rushing touchdowns for Zeke and Todd Gurley. Over-under two and a half. Over.
1: Um, under. Uh, I'll go different here. I'm gonna take. The I like under.
11: this. I like this. I, I liked, like. This I like. Headed. I
1: like two touchdowns there. Yeah.
11: Yeah. All right. There you go. So, um, Nick Foles did it again today, guys. We talked a lot about him early in the early on after the upset win. So he's going against the uh, a tough New Orleans Saint defense. We're talking touchdowns thrown by Nick Foles over under one and a half against New Orleans next week. Mm. Under.
1: Let's not pretend that Nick Foles. He, look, he, they won the game. He made throws down the stretch. Let's not pretend that he lit it up. All right, let's let's. Yeah, be but careful. the
0: Saints' secondaries get up a lot of yards. Garbage. There could time. be some plays there to be made. That's not true at all. Actually, I know. Um, I just, I just they have I gotten to better, but I'm gonna say over. I think he gets two.
11: All right, look at that. Two different ones. Okay, finally, guys, we are gonna touch on the NCAA championship yes. tomorrow night, Monday night. The over under currently is at fifty eight and a half. What are you guys feeling?
1: Over. Yeah, I'll take the over, too. Yeah, I like the I think it's going to be a, a high-scoring affair.
0: I think Bama's going to put up some points. That's yeah. for sure. I, Clemson, I think they will, too.
1: Uh, by the way, I know you're a big fan of uh, that guy's hair. Um, oh, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Is Beautiful better. locks, yeah. yeah. definitely. Oh. All right, so there it is. That's uh, this uh, the debut edition of over-unders right there in Brand 2019. Yeah,
0: oh, my go. God, look at hey, that. Hey, Roberts, what was the record last year for Jonas? Did he win, like, four times, three times the entire mm-hmm. year?
11: Uh, I don't know about totals, but it may have ended on a win oh, for right. somebody and a loss for somebody. All right, we are that. coming to you live from
1: the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy Weird. to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Brady, we don't live in the past here on the show. We live oh, okay. in the future. And guess oh. what's in the future now? What's All that? Right? A developing situation in the NFL involving a major story that went down this weekend, plus... Brady is going to tell you who will win the national championship and what the score is if you want to bet on it, won't you? Uh, no. Okay. Well, something like that's coming up next year on FSO. <laughs>
8: <laughs> From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
4: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
8: Well, this
1: song, uh, Getting Tipsy, is uh, perfect for this show and how this segment is going to end because uh, we have a feeling Jim Irsay was tipsy. Uh, We also have a feeling that there was a tipsy moment in a game earlier in the NFL. I'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of moments. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, A little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier will take over on the air. Uh, Arnie Spanier has been harassing me uh, via text message, and the best way to respond to Arnie Spanier when he harasses you during a show is just to write back, "Who's this?" And he loses <laughs> his mind. He loses it. Uh, it's like he's like a, a Tinder date that you don't you don't hang out with again. You know, like he just uh, he can't handle it. But uh, Plank and Spanier uh, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. Yes,
7: Bobo. Can I just say how proud I am that you actually knew that song without the lyrics playing? That just, that just made my Sunday night, man.
0: Look, um... It's a pretty catchy beat, man. I mean... I mean don't most people? Not a that? lot of people. But really? I'm, I'm oh. just... I'm really happy that Jonas knew that song. Listen, good, it, good for you, Jonas. It,
1: look, if, uh... It's like I told Boba the first day we met. I said, hey, man, if you can drop the beat, we can meet.
0: I do not recall that, yeah. but... Yeah. You know, now I, that, I hope that actually yeah. wasn't, didn't come out of your mouth.
1: Well, but, some of the words in between um, the two main words there weren't included. Uh, but we'll leave
6: okay.
1: that that. Okay, yeah. uh, All right. So, Brady Quinn, uh, a <laughs> very controversial moment earlier in Chicago. Cody Parkey attempting a 43-yard field goal. He misses the kick off the upright, off the crossbar. A missed kick for Cody Parkey. He got bludgeoned. Uh, the crowd booed him. Social media ripped him apart. They're doing the uh, bird box blindfold, uh, giving him that treatment. Uh, the crying Jordan memes from Packer fans. Uh, who are sitting at home crying and and realizing not only they not have football but they live in green bay uh so so never mind that but Cody Parkey was crushed so much so that a guy uh Carl from Barstool Sports sent the following on social media afterwards
0: 8 million 10 million 25 million i don't know how much f- Cody Parkey's getting f- paid but that little f- from south florida <laughs> can not make it f- tick for his f- life <laughs> i mean how much money we gotta pay us? how much opportunity do you need how many miss kicks is cody parkey gonna hit this year 11 11 that's how many 11 you cody you
1: uh, upon further review, the kick was tipped at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so yeah, uh, we can all put our hot take machines away. Uh, they have played the replay, and the kick was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Who tipped so, it? Uh, I don't remember. Um, but 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 the guy was showing his hand afterwards. Uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't remember the I don't recall the uh, players. Na- Trayvon Hester. Okay, him. <sighs> Is that Devin's brother? I don't know. Tr- Trayvon Hester, apparently. Jacob is a J. You could have said Jacob Hester, I wouldn't know the difference. Um, so yes, there's, uh,
0: there's a pretty distinct difference yeah, I know. between those two, by the way. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> my um, gosh, uh, but uh, but nonetheless, that the kick was tipped at the uh, line of scrimmage. So a little, little bit of a uh, some better news for Cody Parkey there, pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, and by the way, it's it just goes to show you how fast are we to rush the judgment I now? Know. Still. Regardless of it being tipped or not, like there's comments afterwards. Did he know it was tipped? I don't, like, I don't why, know. why why wouldn't he say that yeah, if that was the case?
1: I d I, I don't know. Um look in that moment, I mean he's probably pretty he was pretty distraught and, and who the hell knows? People say crazy things in, in during crazy times of distress. And uh he got destroyed when he walked off the field. Uh Bear fans like that were ripping him apart. So hey, there's that. Um, but but nonetheless uh it's over move on bear fans at least you got the blackhawks uh, who beat the penguins <laughs> earlier and uh, live bet jesus who ruined had the, the bet for someone one. yes
0: yes that's all right uh, that's unfortunate
1: brady quinn we got about a minute left i want to get your thoughts national championship game coming up i'm excited for it to the two clear best teams in the country and we get a round three which we don't normally get what do you make of the national title game
0: i think it's going to be a fantastic game. Um, a ton of nfl caliber stars on both sides uh it starts with a quarterback play to uh, the lefty he's the entire package so i expect him to have a big game i think he's going to be the difference ultimately in the game but trevor lawrence he's going to be the guy to keep in the back of your head for the future because not only is he going to be a stud i think when he gets the opportunity to go to the nfl but he's i think he's going to be able to handle and play this game with poise but Quinn and Williams is a game wrecker. The entire Clemson defensive front's a game wrecker. It, it should be a ton of fun. I think it's going to be, even though it's the fourth time these two teams have played, I think it's going to be a close matchup, but I think Bamba wins. Oh, there it is.
1: That's that's how you break it down in less than a minute with Brady Quinn. It's why I always say people, uh, most people do X's and O's here. We do XOXO. know what I mean?
2: <laughs> so dumb.
3: If you dare.